0: Okay. Okay. So, good evening. We're holding over here. We're holding over here in um, the Mimer, Vaidaber Hashem Nase Asreish Bnei Gershin, and we are holding um, by by Gimel, Gim, by Paragimel. So, um, let me just recap a little bit what we learned earlier. He's trying to explain what is the work of the Levim. This goes on last week's parsha, it talks about. It's actually connected to this week's parsha because Balloischa also talks about. Um, the the um, work of the Levim that the Levim were were um, mm-hmm. appointed to do the work of the of the Mishkan to carry the Mishkan to take to disassemble it and assemble it and so he asks you know the Torah has to be Nitzchias the Torah is eternal like this was a story that happened only in the Mishkan and it's not like like the rest of Karbonos. we can say that. You can, you can say you don't have to look for the eternal spiritual message because you can say it's applicable when Mashiach comes when Mashiach comes they're going to offer sacrifices but when it comes to the Levim and their service in the Mishkan that was only during the time when they carried the Mishkan through the desert so there's no um, future application to that besides a story of the past and we can't say that Torah is just something about the past it has to be a living Torah so we have to say that the work of the Bnei Gershon and the Bnei Kohas and the Bnei Merari, the three families of the Levim, in their particular carrying of the various different parts of the Mishkan, um, that Avada still exists today in our spiritual Mishkan. So in order to understand this, obviously a Mishkan means a place where God dwells. And Hashem dwells in each and every one of us. So we are the Mishkan for Hashem where Hashem dwells. Now the Mishkan has different parts to it. The Mishkan has the the yuriyos, um, has uh, the the coverings of the Mishkan, which were like the tapestries that went on the top, made out of cloth. And then there are the walls of the Mishkan. And then there is the, um, the walls, and then there are the kalim of the Mishkan, the vessels of the Mishkan. And that's what the three families did. Um... Merari were the ones in charge of carrying the walls of the Mishkan. Gershon was involved in carrying the rooftop, the ceiling of the Mishkan. And Kahas were the ones carrying the furniture, the internal furniture, the the thing. So obviously, if we're the Mishkan, so we need to have within ourselves the dwelling of Hashem that dwells in our yuriyos, in our tapestries. There is a dwelling of God that dwells in the walls of our Mishkan. And there's a dwelling of Hashem that dwells in our kalim, in our orin, in our shulchan, And we need, within ourselves, we have to find the levi who's going to help erect that mishkan and put it up. So this is all this is going to be explained in the mimer. What are these dargis inside a person's own personal mishkan? What are the different components, which is the the the, the, yiriyos, the, the kalim, and the wall? <laughs> And who are the who and what is the Avoida that puts it up, that gets that part of your Mishkan of your going? You need to do the Levi Avoida. Now, based on the rule that everything is always hinted to in their name. So we have to say that in the three names of um, the three families, which is uh, Gershain, Kahas, and Merari, um, is hinted to the Avoida that is necessary in order to establish the Urios the Krashim and the Kalim. Now it's interesting that only by Gershain in Kahas does it mention does it mention Nasai Esreish elevate their heads. By Marari it doesn't say elevate their heads. Lift their heads up. So the Altareb is going to explain that the main Avoidah and where the Ebrist is really Shaira within a yin is the Avoida of Bnei Gershain and the Avoidah of Bnei Kahos. Kahos and Geresh, Merari Avoda is a is a is is a important part an integral part of a Jew's service, but that's not the main element of Mishkan. And uh, Merari, as we're going to see, what their Avoda is, and that's why by them it doesn't say not by them it doesn't say Nasa yes, because the Bnei Merari don't get yeah, because the the, Bnei, the reason is because the Merari don't really get out of their heads. Nosais rash means go beyond the head, higher than the head, elevate the head. Bnei Merari's avoida is related more to a person's kaihes hanafesh beginning with a person's intellect. And therefore you know, there's no nosais rash. The other thing about the benaimarari, you're going to see, is that they put up the krushim. And what does it say about the krushim? But the Krušim it says shitim that the Krušim were made out of shitim wood, of beams made out of shitim wood, that were stationary. So what does that mean? That the avoida of merari doesn't really take you anywhere. You remain sta- standing upright. It's better than being flat on the floor. Being on the floor, you know, or being below the ground is even worse. But being on the floor, standing like malachim stand, but it has limitations. And as we're going to see in the minor, Bnei Merari doesn't allow you yet to transcend yourself as a creation. You remain a creation. You have a creation relationship with the Yerbishter, that's nice, but you don't get out, you don't break free from the limitations of a creation to be in a real union with the Yerbishter. So Bnei Merari, that's why it doesn't say Nasa Yisraish, they're not lifted up, and they only carry the Krushim, which are Oimdim, which remain stationary and standing. The Bnei Gershoyim and the Bnei Kohas, they're the ones who introduce us to higher aveda to the Avoid of the Uriahis and the aveda of the Kalim. We're soon going to say what that aveda is, how powerful, what the greatness of that aveda is. The aveda of the Bnei Gershoyim and the Avedah of the Bnei Kohas. And Dafka they, um, um, their aveda is an Avoidah that relates to what's called You will become mobile. You will become a walker. You will become a goer. You won't be stuck or stationary or stagnant in one place. Your neshama is going to soar into the infinite. For the neshama to join and unify with the Ein Saif, the only way to do that is through the Avoidah B'nei Gershain and the Avoidah B'nei Kahas. In which a person becomes unified, he becomes a mahalech. He becomes a, a infinite, an infinite goer. He becomes what does it means to go? To go means to go b'leigavol, to go einseif. And to go einseif is only if you enact within your nefesh, within your mishkan, you introduce the yeriyas. If your avoid is only the walls and you're not introducing the yeriyas, the tapestries on the roof, which as he's going to see, explain in a moment. You realize the avoid of Bnei Gershain, and avoid of you means you, you're tapping into willpower, sheer willpower. You're getting into your kaiches Makifim. Your Keiches Makifim. If your avoid Hashem is only from your kaiches meaning only from your personality, only from the internalized powers of the intellect, you're serving God based on your knowledge of what you know and what you understand, and based on that, you create emotion and excitement. That's the Avodah Bnei Marari. That's great, that's wonderful, but you'll always remain a fixed entity and you're never going to be one with God. You're not going to be unified with Him. To become unified with the Eibishter, you have to reach Ain Saif. And to reach Ain Saif, you have to tap into the Ain Saif power in you, which is your power of your that's not inside your body, which is what we call the power of ratz on willpower. As we spoke last week by Richus, willpower dominates the entire body from head to toe all the other Qaychas and Nefesh work in, 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 in harmony with, each, with its particular limb or organ that is meant to, to facilitate that power. So the Seichal, the intellect, um, dwells in the mind, in the brain. Um, the the pow- other powers, the power of walking is in the feet, the power of vision is in the eyes every place has its or and its keli, it's every measured, it's very limited, it's very, it's very fixed, it's very fit. But there's one power that spreads over the entire body. Nobody, in, not one limb in the body is able to fathom it. Not one limb of the body is able to control it. And yet, it has equal dominion and power and control over every part of the body equally. That means every part of the body listens with absolute compliance to that power. Now what's that? That's the power of Will. When you will something, the, the bodies listen. Both the limbs of the body listen, and the kochos and nefesh also listen. If you decided, I'm not learning, I got offended with what you, Rabbi Wolf, said, I'm not learning, and you shut yourself down to the sheer, you gangen So even if you're sitting in the middle of learning, you can shut your mind down, and the mind will not learn. Or the mind can decide the opposite. The mind can say, now I want to apply my brain. The, the will can say, now we're going to learn so it, 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 it imposes its will on the brain and the brain starts processing information and, this, and just like it dominates the brain it dominates your thoughts you can decide to think about it and if you have willpower, you can knock out a thought not to think about it with your will you speak and with your will you cease to talk with your will you engage in action with your will you walk and with your will you stop walking with your will you look and with your will you close your eyes and you don't look or hear or whatever it is so will controls the entire body. Why? Because the will is you. Your powers are just particular powers of you. They're not you. You is will. Will is the I want. And that's the koyach kloli of the human being that encompasses the person from head to toe. Now, just like that is in our regular life, that is also in our avoidance Hashem in our service of Hashem. If our service of Hashem doesn't engage the very I... But my service of Hashem is just, I'm just giving God my kochos, my kochos nefesh, but not the very I that's behind those and nefesh. Which means I don't have my drive of desire, of pure will, that I want to do, I want to live a life of a Jew. But don't do that. Okay, if I'm excited, I'm excited. It's nice, it's nice. I learned something, it's inspirational, it makes sense, I'm going to do it. That's called avayda coming from your kreyches And he says they're very, very unstable. Because there are times you're inspired, and there are times that your inspiration dies out, and there goes your avayda. He explained it in a, in, a day, in, in a person's everyday experience. He says it's possible in the morning, you're filled with inspiration and with light and with excitement, and the ebister fills every nook and cranny of your being. And by the time three o'clock in the afternoon comes around, God becomes a distant a distant uh, echo, and, and your life is all about your own appetites, desires, and wants, and whatever. The person's life is completely what? A person's life now became about, yeah, he wants to sleep, he wants to eat, he wants to whatever. There's nothing godly. He could even chasr shalom, go ahead and do an avera. Which means that all the godliness you had in the morning disappeared. Why? Because it's not the will. You never tapped into the will of your neshama. You tapped in only to the kochus of your neshama. The powers of the soul, and that is stronger in the head, it gets weaker down in the chest, and it gets weaker and it gets to the feet. So, as your day progresses, it the energy fizzles out. But if during davening you tap into your will, you uncover your will of Yaneshama, and you say, I want to be a Jew, and I don't care about the condition of my mood whether I'm comfortable with this or I'm not comfortable with the nature of my body he says something about will will is so powerful that it can all the other powers of the soul we learned last week are only able to you know work in accordance with the nature of the body see the brain can only work in accordance of a person's nature of their intellect of their of their brain i mean i'm sorry the the the, the intellect can only work with the nature People think differently, so the, the, the seichel is limited, and so every every power of the nefesh is limited to that particular kayach of the body or that limb of the body. You can't the kayaches, the individual powers can't make the limbs act against their nature. Will is able to act against your nature. You can force your 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 leg to go into boiling hot water. You can force your leg to go into freezing cold. Ice, ice water. Why? And even though it's against the nature of your foot, you can force it to do it because will has absolute control over everything. So the Rebbe says, if we can discover our will, our ratzon shebe nefesh, that's called the makif of our nefesh. In in other, my it's referred to as as the chai, nefesh ruach neshama. And then there's the chai. If you can activate your chai, then your avodas Hashem is all powerful, strong. It's no stopping it. You don't serve Hashem in accordance to your nature you override your nature, and when you get tired from learning, you continue learning, and when you get, and when a mitzvah is, is, is against, you know, you, you know people are, need help, a person needs help with certain, with, uh, with tzedakah or whatever it is, and you reach already your limit of how much you can do, and then you, put, and you stop, because that's your nature, but if you have will, and you decide, no matter what, I'm seeing this through, or whatever it is, then you're going to go past, past the limitations of your nature, and what your comfort, comfortable and the like, what the Al Rebbe describes in Tanya, what we call someone who is called avaday. The difference between, uh, it says, between the tzaddik and la rasha, to someone who serves God, the one who doesn't serve him. So who is the one who is not serving him? Al Rebbe says, not serving God means a person who is learning all, all mitzvahs, he's doing everything, but everything always remains within his comfort zone never pushing himself, his or herself. So, Avaday requires, Avadah requires going beyond that. And that requires, to go against your Teva, you have to evoke your it's the willpower. It's the willpower will in everything. What makes a person, uh, you know, exercise, what makes a person, you know, it's usually you need, if you don't get to the pure will, here's the thing, sometimes people read articles and all kinds of things about what's healthy and health, healthy, what's not healthy. And you see, they'll start exercising for a day or two, and they'll start eating healthy for a day or two, and doing whatever it is for a day or two, and then they drop it. And the reason is because it's all k'iches anafish. It's just their sechel got excited. It's not they got excited, their sechel got excited about healthy living. Okay, and they'll fizzle out, as long as I read it for, for a week or two. But sometimes something happens that the very person themselves got riled up. The will got involved. I am gonna make this happen. Until that doesn't happen, you're not gonna see the change in this human being. But when the person decides with their entire etzamanefish, like so to speak, that something is gonna happen, then they'll they'll scale mountains. They'll overcome every obstacle. They'll, whatever it is, whatever they're struggling with, if it's the weight that they need to lose, whether it's certain certain changes they need to make, the person will do it once the will gets in well. When there, as like the famous saying is, when there is a will, there is a way. And that's the idea as he's going to explain over here is what it means serving god with your yireois your yireois in your soul is your willpower. it goes over your body it's not inside of you but it's a kayak that it covers you from head to toe and if you activate your yireois then you're, then nothing will stop you if you're only serving the to with your kaixas and after which are you crushing it's interesting we with 10 cubits high he doesn't say it in the Mimer, but I've just made that connection. If the Khrashim were ten cubits high, it means that your ten K'iches HaNefesh, from Chachman down, these are all limited powers. You're serving God only with your limited powers, not with your infinite powers. So that's the general gist we began learning about last week. And now he continues in Siv Now really, I do have to say <clears throat> that this Mimer is, is, is stated, besides on Torah, you also have a version in it in Tavkov Samach Gimel from the Alter Rebbe. That's when the Alter Rebbe said the mimer in the year Tavkov Samach Gimel. So you have a version over there with Hagos of the Tzemach Tzedek. There's Hagos of the Tzemach tzedek in Lekut as well, but different Hagos in Tavkov Samach Gimel. In Eur HaTayra, the mimer is repeated two times in different versions. In the Mitla Rebbe's memoriam, I didn't even, I, I, which I didn't even get to when I prepared, I didn't learn the Mitla Rebbe's version of it, but I did learn the Altareb is two versions over here, and the beer on the Mimer, and the Uratiras. Er and it's interesting, in those all those versions, the entire Sif Gimel doesn't exist. It goes straight from Olive Bay's into Dalit and into Hay. And Sif Gimel is a little bit parenthetical. And I'm thinking when I was planning to do it, I thought of learning Sif Gimel after I'm done. Sif Dalid and Sif Hay. And guess what? I was gonna change my mind right now and do Sif Gimel, but I'm not going to do it. I'm going to go back to my original plan. We're going to Sif dalit. I was sitting on the top of the mountain today, and I was learning this, and at a certain point, I got so frustrated that I do not understand the word, and I said, eh, I'm just going to read the words over and over, and I did that, and suddenly I had such light, whoa, on top of the mountain. It was a Yeah, I will. you know why? Because I was bothered, because there was a lot of Jews, people that might have been Jewish coming up, and I didn't do work with them for two reasons. I was busy with the mimer. And secondly, I was shy. So if I bring you, I'll be able to learn the mimer. And you'll set up the mitzvah, the mitzvah thing, and they will, will knock one after another. Chavra, bikers, everybody. Jews, shev'a mitzvahs b'nei for the... mitzvahs noyach for the non-Jews. Okay, guys, we're learning. Zivdalet. Now, oh, now, the main... Here's the idea, but here's the idea. Just like, I, I, I just explained the quality of Gershain's avoyda over Merari's avoyda as it is, it's a gavaldi. I want you to hear his it, it's gavaldi. I just explained up till now the quality of Gershain's avoyda over Merari's Avoida, meaning the from your makithim, from your rehoys, from your willpower over the avoida of your kachespinimim. But I explained it only as, a, as as how it affects a person that if you get your Ratzin involved, you're going to break your, your nature, you're going to break your limitations, you're going to see it through. There won't be Shinuyim, there won't be changes in your Avaidah. And if your Mirari Avaidah is, it's going to fizzle, it's going to fluctuate, it's going to change, it's going to be very, very, very fickle, a person's Avaidah, not powerful and not strong. That's what we explained. However, just like it is within the human, we know midah keneged midah, and Hashem tzilcha, Hashem is your shadow. So the, the same output that a person puts out in his avodah, that's what causes Lomaila also to be drawn down to the person. Because we know ruach, I see ruach, that whatever ruach you give from below, is that's the ruach that comes down to, to meet you, that's the ruach that you're connecting to. So if the yids avoid is only from his krechus pinimium that even though he's activating godly energy, and there's some flow of divinity into his soul, but it's only the mamale kalalman. Mamale kalalman means Hashem filling the world with a particularized energy to fit every being and every creature in accordance to its capacity. And that is what? A very, very insignificant crumb of a crumb of a crumb of God's infinite power. That's not really who God is, that He fills the world with, with energy. That's nothing. Yet... It's nothing compared to what's beyond it. It's everything to the world. But, but that's it. If your avoid is only from your seichel and from your midais coming from it, then what you're drawing down is the eibishter seichel and the eibishter midais. However, when your avoid is with willpower, with ratzon, with you activating your makiftiga power, being that that's your considered, your sof. There's no limitations. There's no boundaries. Nothing can get in your way. You're tired. You don't care that you're tired. You're, you're, you're lazy. You don't care that you're lazy. You're not in the mood. You don't care that you're not in the mood. You have an unholy appetite and desire. You dismiss it completely because you know you're going to do what the Ebershter wants no matter what. So really it's a kolach einsov that you're really tapping into. So what are you drawing down from above? What, are you, what is being stimulated from above? Also an self power of the Ebershter which means the sayviv kolam. The soyvev kalalman is being, is being drawn. You're tapping into soyvev energy. And when you tap into soyvev energy, your elevation is high. how high? How high are you elevated? Believable? Infinite. That's why I said earlier that dafka through the Avoidah of Bnei Gershain and kahas, we didn't even get to kahas yet, dafka through the avoida of Bnei Gershain, you become a mahalech. You become a mover because you move Einzoth. Because you're touching the Einzoth. You're reaching for the Einzoth that's the idea and that's what he's and, and that's the point and that's what the whole mishkan is all about a mishkan where God himself doesn't dwell in but only God's God's programs <laughs> imagine you have a mishkan where you downloaded God's programs or even his attributes but not him that's not the whole point v'shacham ti I want to dwell I want to dwell the whole entire abishter wants to dwell. You see, if your avoid is only from your seichel and intellect, then the abishter's relationship with you is like on, on a, a professional relationship. I have a perfect example for this. It's a example. You go to meet any professional in any field. It can be someone who's a carpenter, someone who's a doctor, someone who's a therapist, someone who's a a a, a, a plumber. Someone who is, a, well, I don't know, a taxi driver. No, it doesn't make a difference what it is. You interact with anybody. Your interaction with them is in their particular field of what you're needing from them, okay, or what they do. So if you're having a plumber come to your house, you're not having a deep relationship with the essence of this human being or who he is. That's not what it's about. What you're having with this plumber is that he's going to fix your toilet and fix the pipes, or unclog, whatever it is, that's what he's gonna do. So it's that particular talent that he has in what you're interacting with. You might compliment him about it, and, and but that, that's what you're connecting to, not to him very self, to his professional self. The same as with a doctor. You want his medical advice. You don't wanna know his deepest secrets. What you wanna know from your from your doctor is you wanna know his medical advice. So it's these koiches. But when you get married, what happens? When you're getting married, you're not getting married to someone's koiches, to someone's attributes. When you're getting married, you're connecting person to person. Yes, as I'm getting married, I do want to know your deepest secrets. I do want to relate to you in the deep, know you as a person, not your particular, you know, your understanding and your, your, there's a nice, of course, that makes a person colorful and interesting and exciting. But in getting married, it's the very person. That's the whole idea of the union. It's, it's, it's about the entire person is being connected to the other human being. And that's the idea the Abishta says, make me a mishkan. Maybe it's a, maybe it's a mishkan, it says, the Eberster says, I have enough professional relationship with, with Balachim. I have professional relationship with other parts. With you, I want to get married. That's what the mishkan is. The mishkan is a marital home. And that's why if you're not going to introduce the yiriyos, if you're going to serve Hashem only with your Karashim, only with your ten koiches, and you're not going to get to your willpower, to your deeper self. If you're not going to be in it, then God is not going to be in it. Who's going to be in it? We're going to be running godly programs down here. Shkoyach. That's nice, but that's not a mishka. That's why I'm going to go back and I am going to learn to see Gimel. See what's going on over here? Because now I made the connection that we can explain it. Hold, hold, hold it. Gimel. DNA. Kahas Merari. Yeah. 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 No. yeah. no. 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 Only Merari. Why? Only Merari? Because Merari were the ones. Merari. No. Merari carried the crushing. Gershon carried the. The other ones went further, memorari. That's why, by memorari it doesn't say Nasayas reish. No, because no, but let me put it this way: a person does, you know, if 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 serving God with our keiches penimiyim were not important, then the Yabushda would have not created it. Obviously, a person does, in his beginning of his avayda, for sure, have to learn and find things that inspire him, and based on that, bases Yiddishkeit. But the Objective is that you don't stay in that mode of service. There's a certain point where you make yourself available to get married to God, not just to be, you know, um, not just to be uh, in a professional relationship with Him. So, and that's the idea of, of when, you, when you're taking it from Merari to Gershon and Kohas, you're taking it to much deeper places of your soul. You're taking the relationship to much deeper places of your soul it's where your entire being is going to be invested. Yes, yes, yes. No, 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 no. Mirari is Krusham. Krusham is the only part of the Mishkan that's stationary. The realize? That's the point. Yeah, that's the other lady. That's Gershon. That's another lady. Gershon does that. Now this is the idea of the Mishkan. i learning Siv Gimel. I will dwell in them is that the Ebishter himself is dwelling. In other words, where Mamshech, the Soiviv Kalalman, where Mamshech, God himself, not just Hashem's attributes. what does it mean? It's the yichud, and the it's the unity, and the flow. Kalalman, from the encompassing light, Kalalman, into the mamale, which means that God Himself is entering into this relationship. That's what Oya means, tent of meeting. inyan Lachashama. I will be, I will make myself known to you. The word Vanei Adati is from the word Yichud. I will unify with you. Loshen is kashrus. It's from the Loshen of bonding, Udvekus and attachment. Hakadosh Baruch Hu of God and monk to the Jewish people. Miloshen vaAdam Yada. It comes from the Loshen that Adam knew. When it says that he married Chava, it says he knew Chava. What does that mean? It's the, your, the it's your entire being that's connecting, and that's what we're saying. It's not enough to serve the Ebrister with the certain powers of who you are of your, and that's what gets involved. You have to get your very self into it. And when you get your very self into it, you'll overcome all obstacles. We said earlier that Dafka the called Mahalchem goers. He's going to bring over here an interesting idea that. How, do you, how does a creation, who is essentially finite and limited, enter into, or is able to move and be elevated without an end? We said before, the Eberster says to the Jewish people, I will make you movers, goers, walkers, between these stationary beings who stand. That means the rest of creation, including the highest angels, are all stationary beings. They stand in one place. They can't move infinite. They have to always remain in a certain spot. But only... Now, it doesn't mean they don't grow. Malachim also grow. They're, they're compared to trees. Trees grow higher and higher and higher, and their branches, and they produce. It's gewaldic. But they're still oimdim. them shittim oimdim. They stand in one place. Nesham is go So how can a creation, who's essentially a... There's only one being who can be infinite, and that's God. If you're a creation, then you have a measure. If you have a measure, how can you go without an end? And the answer is, it's impossible. The only way you can go without an end is if God marries you. You can start off as a creation, but if God gets married to you, and what's marriage? That the two entities become one, a creation picks his, his or herself out of the limitations of a creation and become fused and merged with the ain't safe with the Abishta. That's why Hiluch, which means to go, balik vol, Hiluch means to move, is associated with the idea of Yichud, union with Hashem. They're the same Indian, and he's going to bring now from a Kabbalah Sefer, from a Oirei that Hiluch means an in intimacy. That's what Hiluch means. Because that's the way an Hashem has a union with God, gets married with God, means to become one with Him, and that elevates the soul Without an end. If you're not gonna give it your entire being, then you're not in a marriage with God. And if you're not in a marriage with God, then you will forever remain a creation. And if you're a creation, you'll always remain fixed and limited, and never infinite. You have to join Him and become Him. And how do you join Him and become Him? By melting into Him. And that's by giving Him your entire being. As he's gonna explain. So in Yanah Hiluch, and this is the idea of walking... Those who walk between these stationary beings, as it's stated in the Kabbalah, say Sif Yud in the end of Sif Yud. Halicha this is what he says. An interesting kinoi el going. The idea of halicha is a kinoi, is a nickname, is a nice nickname for zivug for our marital relations. Because when someone is walking, he's going on the way, he's going on the road. And according to Kabbalah and Hasidus, the feminine element of Yesod, Yesod of, the, of Malchus, is called Derech. Yesod nukva, And the person walking, so he brings over there the sefer, that's the union from the from the mashpia from, from the, um, the to the makabal. It's his regal, And he, in the derech. So what does that mean? That mahalchim, when you say mahalchim, what does it mahalich really mean? It means a zivug between between the, in our case, between the neshama and Hashem. And that zivug means they have to become one. And how do they become one? And how do they become one? As we said earlier, you would only become one if you're going to open yourself up to God from your, from your rut zone, from your will, if your will remains a material, physical, earthy creation will, if your will and desire is to be you and not to be one with him, and you just you explore God with your mind and with your emotions and with your whatever, and you could, and you might be even quite busy with God, you might be, you might be a hired worker for him and work for him all day long, but you're, you're not marrying him, you're not getting deep. You're not getting deep with them. Because you're not accessing your re And this is like it is explained in the fame in the mimer, which we learned over here in this room a few years ago. I think two years ago. Beautiful mimer. The eyes of everybody. So he explains, we say in ashrei, the eyes of everybody really means that what? He's also referring about Va'a, it, kol he says like this an interesting idea he says that Kol is Gematria 50 Kol is Gematria 50 because Lamed Khaf is 50 and it's referring to the 50 gates of Bina you know 50 gates of Bina what is 50 gates of Bina we usually think that Bina is intellect Chachma Bina three faculties of the mind Chachma Bina Das Bina is the left side That's true, Bina is intellect. But the gates of Bina, what's a gate? A gate is where you exit. So the 50 gates of Bina is not intellect. The 50 gates of Bina is the gateways from how a person's intellect comes down into his heart. Into his heart. The 50 gates of Bina descend down into the heart. That's why the Zohar says, Bina Liba. Which means that the heart should understand. It's not enough that the brain understands intellectually. The heart needs to understand. So what what does this mean? Enekel. Now, when a person davens, learns chassidus, meditates on the godly, and has a moment where Hashem appears to the the person. That's what davening is supposed to be. A moment when God reveals Himself to you. He reveals Himself to your chachmah, and from your Chachmet comes down into your Bina. And if the gates are open, there's no Averis, there's no clogging. What happens? From the Bina, from the gates, it goes down into the heart. That's what the meaning of the Apostolic says, Noida basha'orim bala. Her husband makes himself known to her in the gates. Noida basha'orim. But the deeper meaning, he becomes intimate with her through those gates. It means where does the intimacy take place? When the heart, on the, when the when the heart, when it's not just intellectual, when the heart feels this, his galos of ensof in the heart, then the union happens, called in the Zohar, Liba. it's when the yearning of the heart feels, and it can happen to a person, in the midst of davening, as a result of deep contemplation, where suddenly God, Mamish reveals himself to the soul, and when that happens, but it's not that it should remain an intellectual thing, to the point where the heart yearns for it, and the heart is almost expiring in it. That's called kol. Kol is in the heart. The 50 gates that are reaching down in the heart. Ene koil, the eyes of the heart. The eyes of the 50. E lecha yisabeiru, are longing for you. lehem es achlam. The Altar Rebbe explains in that mind, that eating doesn't mean that you... Simply means, all eyes look up to you, and you give them food. In that maima that we learned, the Al-Tarab explains, that food is also another meaning, another nice way of saying, a clean way of saying an intimacy. A, a physical union. So the eyes of everybody, of every real Jew, a Jew who's davening, a Jew who's deeply involved in his Aveida. His eyes are looking for you. You give them that union. You give that neshama, you appear, you have that intimacy, you have that moment with all your, your being and the person becomes one with the ain. At the right time. It, it doesn't happen all the time. But there is a moment when that union takes place. What happens to the call? Here this gewalding thing. What happens to the call? when it finally connects. The kol is the yearning for the connection. What happens when the coal does connect because the aint comes through the Moichin down into the bina, through the 50 gates of bina, bina liba into the heart? What happens to the coal? The kol receives the light and then she's called kala. So kol is a girl before she becomes the kala. The neshama before she achieves that union and that connection to the Eibister, but when the call finally achieves that, that attachment and the Ein Sof trickles down into the into the Kol, it becomes kala. Why is the Alter explaining this? Because he explained that's the whole point of Mishkan and Beis Hamikdash. When the Beis Hamikdash stood, every single person felt as davening was not like today. Today we're mumbling words. Chaves when you went to the Beit Hamikdash, you experienced this yearning of your neshama in your heart from the fifty gates of Bina, and Einei You came there because you wanted an intimacy, you wanted that union with the Emisser, and then from Kol became Kala. So that, that's what he's saying, and that's the point. That's why we have a Mishkan. Not that you should have sophisticated people who serve God with, oh, like, you know, some nice, uh, you know, reason. Ech. Says, get get your, your 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 entire being involved. Pidish noy da and ba'ilo explains. Our husband makes himself known in the gates. Pidish noy daloshin yichud vezivuk. Noy is a loshin of yichud and zivuk. Kimoi v'adam yada as we said earlier. Vezav yadaita hayoyim. You should become intimate with God. V'hashavoyseil <speaking in Hebrew> vavavecha because yadia means this this intimacy. V'hashavoyseil <speaking> in <Hebrew> vavavecha bring it to your heart. Ayn Sham v'hai nu b'sha'arim. What are the gates? And nun shari bina. These are the fifty gates of bina. Hanim shachem they are drawn memoyach bina el aleiv. They are drawn from the bina down to the heart. The ein e kol the eyes of everybody. The eyes of kol al derech aleiv You want your heart to see ein e kol meaning as the as the heart is yearning for this ukesheniklat. And one finally this this. The Ein Sof becomes absorbed, And at that moment, the Neshama is not a Neshama anymore. The Neshama is now the Ebi wife and became in a total intimacy with him. So then what happens to the Neshama? The Neshama is now in a state of Ein Sof. When that happens, when you become a Mahalech, when you become an infinite goer, kala, then you're called the a kala. And that's what the Mishkan was all about. That's what the basic English was all about. It was a point. It was the marital home between Hashem and us. It was called the bridal chamber. It was that union. It was the spiritual union between Hashem and and Knesset Yisro. It says when you go out to war and you see this beautiful woman and then it says the whole thing over there. It says in the end of the Pasuk after you do the whole procedure you can have relations with her. And over there he explains, why does this mean? Pchenas mesiras When this happens, when you experience this, union, you're totally given over Tasha. You don't exist anymore. Mesiras nefesh. He says, when does it happen in, 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 in the year? You know when it happens? What's This moment of total fusion with the Abishner for a second, it happens by ni'ilah on Yom Kippur. That's when it's tovah yoleu uba'alta. That's when the Nisham and the Eberstor have a total yichud, total oneness. And the Nishmas Yisrael then stand in a state of glee gvul. They're mahalach, they're one with Him. We're not creations at that moment. We've ascended beyond creations by Nila. And in every day, and that's why, what do we do, talk by Nila? We cry Shema Yisrael. We cry Shema Yisrael at that moment, Mesiris Nefesh. We'll come back. And that's why we cry Shema Yisrael. And Shema Yisrael is limser ser to be ser nefesh. And, and in our daily service, you know when it happens? In our daily service? It happens by ne, by by, tachnun, by nefila sapayim. When we fall Tachnon, what we're really doing, it's after Shmona esrei already, Hashem Nafshi Esa, according to the Arizal, we say that Perek, uh, that, that Perek Chofhei in Tehillim. Others say a different Perek. According to the Arizal, Nusach is the same Perek. You say, Hashem Nafshi Esa, to you I lift my soul up. I am not me anymore. I am totally melted into you. That's Tachnun. Vuhu inye This is the falling on the floor. Vuhu ne'ila, falling on the face. And also ne'ila on yom kippur. gemar ha'aliyos. This is the epitome of aliyos. He explains that Pasuk in Kiseitze. The Altered in Parashat Kiseitze, explains the whole Pasuk of Kiseitze. When you find an eshamah, you find the Isha Yafas Toa, Neshama, and the Cheshaktaba, you desire her, you bring her into your house, she has to shave her hair, she has to let her nails grow long, and finally, if you still like her after all of that, and she should cry for her father and her mother for a month, and then finally, the you take her to So the Al explains how that whole procedure is talking about Elul and Tishrei. And the final part of the pasuk is, you will take, you'll bring her to you, you'll ba'alta, and you'll have that intimacy, is referring about what happens on the Elah in Yom Kippur. The highest and deepest moment. This is by us on the Elah. When the Beis Amigdash stood, you can have this experience on a regular Monday, and on a regular Tuesday. You went to the Beis Amigdash, you opened up your heart, your neshama cleaved to the ebishter, and it was a moment of intimacy. But remember, you can only do that if you have your, as we can explain in the mimer, when you serve the Abishter from your, you have your, you activate your Bnei Gershoyim, Gershain Levi in you, and Kahas Levi in you. If you're only going to serve God with your Merari part, which is your Kaihas Anefesh, your Kaihas Pneimim, there is no union, there is no intimacy, it's all just, it's nice. It's nice. You're connecting to certain divinity, but you're not having a union with God. A non-Jew can have that as well. As a Jew, we require this much deeper union. He says was standing This Bechina was drawn. This was drawn the time when the of HaMiddish was standing, this Bechina, of liba, of the yearning of the heart, was drawn from where? Meaning, Megili Oirin Seif Baruchu In the Hechal of the Holy of Holies, over there there was the Giloy, Hashem was revealed. From there it went into every Neshama, and the heart was pulled to it. And we experienced that union. And what did it leave the person? It leaves the person in a point where we were madly in love with God that we nullified our wills completely to Him. Like it says, atem You will be to me a land of desire. It means You will be nothing other than it. be consumed by your desire to be one with me. And that's why I took you as a Jewish people. ki Chayfet Hatainuk. Eretz See? It doesn't only say that we're going to be in Eretz rutzon. Eretz means rutzon. Change the word Eretz. Why is Eretz called Eretz? Because it has the word rutzon in it. ruts, running. But Eretz Chayfetz means more than that. A person can have desire and a person can have desire. You can have desire. Yeah, I want. I wouldn't mind right now a plate of Chalant. I want it. It's nice. There's chalent in the other room. Hopefully we're going to take a break soon or we'll get some Chalant. It's nice. I should say that that is the essence of my desire deepest desire, deepest yearning of who I am No, but I am, a desire and a person has a desire to go to work every day, it's also a Ratz to make money, it's also a rats. but then there is the Ratz in which is called Ratz in Chefetz means you really it's a will that has deep pleasure it's what you really, really want you want to see um, your children succeed. You want to see them get married and, and, and succeed and have. That's already a will that has pleasure in it, desire in it. It's the deepest desire of your soul. Deepest desire of your soul. You want to live. You want to have manucha. Whatever whatever a person's desires are, to be. So these are deep. This is a will, but it's a will with chefetz. It's a will with deep, deep. It the in the desire is the entire person. It involves your pleasure of you, not just the person, not just your ratzon. And Hashem says, Ki ti'am atem li, you are going to be to me Eretz Chayefet, my land of inner desire." The innermost of will. We're going to see soon. The difference between wanting Hashem with will and wanting Hashem with pinimiyas ratzon is the difference between gershin and kahas. We said before, Merari is Bechlam activating the Koyches Makifim. Merari is only serving Hashem with Koyches Panimiyim. Intellect, emotions. It's very external, as we spoke earlier. That's why Merari is not not the main Mishkan. The main Mishkan is the Yiriyais and the Kelem. And that was established by who? By Gershon and Kaas. Gershon is stubborn willpower. Desire, but not pnimius penimius aratzon, but ratzon, but not Pneemius aratzon. Kahas is the, the is desire that has pleasure in it, as we're going to see soon. But akuponim, both together, Gershan and Merari are the ones that f- create this mishkan where there is the this this ratzon, and as a result of that, this creates a union between us and Hashem that the person should be expiring his body and his heart this is this is what it means this is the intimacy like the woman longing for her husband and her husband satiates her her thirst she longs to be close to him and he and he calms that desire by being close to her and, and then in terms of a neshama, the neshama yearns to be one with God and, and the Eibush. <inaudible> we say these words every time on Shabbos. What does it mean? Yizbuu—they become satiated. I'm talking about what? What does he mean? Imagine this. What does this means it means that all neshamahs of the Jewish people are longing. They're longing like a mad woman for 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 a close to Hashem. And finally, Yisbu, the Eberster, responds, and he gives, he'll, he, what, is it, what is an intimacy? An intimacy is that, that, that he reveals himself to her completely. And that's really what's going on. God reveals himself to the soul. And when God reveals himself to the soul, what happens to the neshama? The neshama is satiated. Yisbu, the neshama is satiated. The isangu and fill of delight. mituvecha from God's galashem. You're going to have pleasure in the divine. This is what he's bringing over here. That's the b'nei kahas that we're going to learn about in the end of the Mimer. the internal light. the internal pleasure and the internal desire. the b'nei Gershain, as we're going to soon see in the Mimer. That's more the ratzon. It's a difference between tainug and ratzon. Pleasure is more pnimiistic. Ratzon, Ratzon is more makifting. but now he's okay. That's Mishka. But if, but what's the idea that the Mishkan was assembled and disassembled, assembled and disassembled, and you need the levim to do to to, to, put them, to pick the Mishkan back up? In the Beis of you don't find that. The Levium weren't necessary. In the Beis of you had Migdash. In Giganion, you didn't need a Levim. But in the time when the Eden were in the Midbar, there was a Mishkan, and the Mishkan And the answer to that is, he's going to explain, is that, you know, after Mashiach comes, in the end of days, after Mashiach comes, once, you know, godliness is, Hashem is permanently residing within us and within the world, then we're 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 always going to be in a state of this unification of this oneness, always in the state of longing and detachment to the to forever. There's no there's no break. But now, when we're in the time of godless we're going through the midbar, like the Yidin went through in the midbar. Then, we have inside of us the ability to experience these mishkan experiences, these union with, unions with God, but it doesn't last. It's up, it's down, it's up and it's down. We need. It, we need the assistance of the Levium inside of us. We need to evoke the Levite within us to reconstruct our Mishkan, either daily, monthly, weekly, whenever it is, to have these experiences. To have your Yiddishkeit be thriving and alive and not epistate, right? As he explaining. The Hinei Ahmed Azal Chazal say, Ashkechan Mishkan de Mikdash. On the one hand, the sages say that Mishkan is the same quality like Mikdash. We find sometimes that the Torah refers to the Mishkan as Migdash, Mashmah, Shem Shnei But it's Mashmah that had two Bchinayis. Ela, the Mekal Ma'akim Mishkan ikri Migdash. Mishkan is still called Migdash Mekal Ma'akim. But really, it's two levels. The Inyan K'moishakasa the Torah. We'll understand this based on what it says in Torah. A pasuk Vayigash El of Yehuda, on the Pasik, the famous mime of yigash that we also learned. Shaha Mishkan HaYediris Aray Shalakadish Baruch. The Mishkan was a temporary dwelling for God. And the Beis Migdosh was a permanent dwelling. What's the difference between a permanent dwelling? Which was what we just mentioned. A permanent dwelling means I can go home there all the time. This is my house. A tent, I have to put up the tent, take down the tent. Sadly, during the time of Gallus, God doesn't always find a home inside of heart. Sometimes we're confused, sometimes we're distracted, sometimes we're down, sometimes we're depressed, sometimes we're this, we're with that. We're not always available. It's like a wife who's not always available for her husband. If she's moody, she's all over the place. Uh, what happens, however, um, in, when the Beis Hamikdash was standing, it's like, the, it's permanent. It's like the home, it's always there. The Abishta can always come down, reside. There's no, there's no. The Yid is always available it says in the Pasik, Chesed Nu The Abrish says, I remember the kindness of your youth. Avas the love of our of our of our I think means of our Kala, of our you followed me in the Midbar. Oh, but the Lush says over there, you followed behind me. So in Chasidis it explains that during the whole sojourn in the Midbar, when we travelled in the Midbar, we were walking behind the God. We weren't walking. We weren't walking what? We weren't walking um, in front of Hashem, face to face, we were walking behind. What does that mean? Shakol's man, Ba Midbar, all the time that we're in the midbar, We were still back to back. That means the union between Knesset Israel and the Jewish people were considered back to back. Only when we came into, the, into Eretz Yisrael, and we had a base Amikdash in the days of David and Shloimer we turned to face each other face to face. Now obviously it doesn't mean physical. What it means back-to-back means, we were excited about God, but it wasn't the deepest essence of our pleasure. We didn't discover that Hashem is everything, and our, what we really desire. We knew His power and His greatness, and we were kind of compelling ourselves to go after Him because there was something awesome and something great. But it didn't penetrate into the inner inner essence of who we are. So we were still like, it was almost like you were forcing yourself to love Hashem every day. You were pushing yourself to meditate on it. Once you came into Eretz Yisrael, we came into the Holy Land, and God came to dwell on it. it reached a point where, especially when the Beis HaMiddush was built, that the Abishur penetrated, and the reality of the Abishur and the truth of God permeated into the inner, inner, inner core of who we are, and we realized His Emes and His truth, and his, and we loved Him with every fiber of our being, with our depth of our being, and that's the meaning that we stood Panim Him, upon Him, we stood face to face. It means your, your entire penimi is to Him. So that means that the Mishkan is not the full union yet. The real union is in the Migdash. Mishkan is, but as we said before, Mishkan is also called Mikdash. We had moments, that's the point. We had moments during when the Mishkan, when we traveled in the Mishkan and then traveled in the Midbar, we had moments when the Mishkan was standing. What does that mean? Moments of unity. What does that mean to us today? It means that even though maybe you can't, you're not a tzaddik yet, and you're not a tzaddik vetoivla, you're not a perfect tzaddik who's gotten rid of the entire external worldly reality and you're in your only world your only reality is the Abishtar you're not there but the Altar Rebbe says don't deprive yourself of putting up have your Leviim, put up your mishkan have a temporary from time to time you'll put up your mishkan you'll have moments of intimacy moments of union that's the idea Akhar means eskafya, You're forcing yourself, and maybe it's a deeper force. It's not like you're forcing yourself to put on tefillin, but it's you're forcing yourself to daven and to and to and to find Hashem and, <coughs> in your davening. It's a work and you toil. It's exhausting you. As opposed to, as opposed to the 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 the, the, the most joyful moment of your life is to daven. Avol p'chenas ponim um, baponim, but to be face to face, zekes sheyave l'p'chenas is When you completely convert yourself, your nefesh abaham is your animal soul. It becomes kedusha, and it becomes part of your godly soul. Chasuchel and ahura, darkness to light. As we're going to see later, that's the avoyd of benekahas. Vezal in an er eretz chefetz. That's what we spoke earlier. The land of desire. K'moshikase b'toyra o'er paschas tezave b'devramasal zacher da amalek. He explains that's what it means when you arrive to Eretz Zavas Chalav Udvash. Dvash means pleasure. Chalav also is created from pleasure. Zavas Chalav Udvash means God is your pleasure. That's when you come to Eretz Yisrael. But before that, we were in the midbar. Midbar Lechtech Acharay. You're forcing yourself, you're compelling yourself. Acharei behind me. The Alcain, and precisely because of that, in the Migdash, we didn't need Levium. Because you're there already. You have it permanently. You don't need a Levium. In, in the Midbar, which is still a dark place, full of klipa, as we're going to see later, and dark. Over there, if you want to have your, your Mishkan, you have to have Levium. We'll put it up. And it won't stand forever. Tomorrow, the Abishdim will say, We're going. You'll take it, disassemble it. But at least for the short moment you'll experience this, this true union with the Abishter. The to put up the Mishkan. What does that mean? What does it mean when the and its Pasuk says when the Mishkan will come to rest, the Levium will put it back up? When the level of the Mishkan will descend from its Madrega, that means when the Mishkan will not be in its deep, high, intimate moment, the Levian will put it back up. In the Nisham of a person down here below, when it's in a body, and the body is called the Midbar, the light has descended and gone into a body the nefesh ba'am is an animal soul When the animal soul has a whole different a whole different reality full of desires and wants that are not exactly to be one with Hashem in the, the way to get your mishkan going again gavurah is you need to activate your levites and what are the Leviim? Leviim are intense Leviim we know come from the gavurah side. So you have to get the intense powers of your soul to get involved and get you back and get you to become a Mishkan of the Abish. And these Leviim, these Gevuris, that will help you re- reconstruct your Mishkan and enable you to have this union with God,. They're divided into three groups: Gershain Kahas Umarari, And through this, they put it up. To lift him up, from its descent, to cleave to a living God. We learned over there in that mimer. We learned it this year, and we said Mishkan edus, that there's two levels of Mishkan. There's a lower Mishkan and there's the Mishkan of testimony. Avoid, and we said over there that this avoid of raising the lower Mishkan to the higher Mishkan, it says in the Passoc, that's the service of the Levium. What's the avoid of the That's the singing, which means the eslavos, the firing up. Which is the idea we explained in the mimer over there, it's the, the verses of song we say before Davening. they raise up the Mishkan, shohu Mauchus, Mishkan To the Mishkan edus Abba What's the difference between Malchus and Abba v'ima? Between Vav Ke and Yutke, it says that Khachma and are always trained re in the loymasparish and they're always unified. Zaer Anpin and malchus, they're moody. Sometimes they're together, sometimes they're not together. That's why they're they are called doidim. Uh, doidim means sometimes they love each other, sometimes they're not, they fight, they get together, they leave, they depart, in and out, in and out. But chachmabina, they are inseparable. And the avoid over here is that the regular, you have to elevate the lower mishkan, which is the place where Where we are when we're in bodies, we're in the state of lower Mishkan consciousness. We have to elevate it to the higher Mishkan to be in that constant unity. That he's calling his daughter, which is Malchus. He's calling her mother, which means he's in that level of unity. Kitzer, we do a little kitzer. then we'll take a break, and then we we'll are going to Kitsar. Inyana Mishkan, inyan Inyana Yichud. The Mishkan, this is the idea of Yichud. Hanikra hiloch. that's called Hiluch. Eine Kol, as we learned in the Mimer, the eyes of everybody, that's when the heart yearns, and then later she becomes Kala when she receives the union. Noida Bashar Rebaila, her husband makes himself known to her. Eretz chayfet, a land of desire, tainuk pleasure. To your husband is your longing, and as long as your Yiddishkeit is not on this level, as long as by the end of davening you are saying oi, the davening was exhausting, and uh, so that's that's still called lechtech acharei ba You are following behind. It's acharei. It hasn't reached the edetz chayfe. where the tainug is there. Um arai. It's eskafia. Va'achar ba'achar back to back lechtech acharei. And the avodah is even in the time of galus. You have to have moments, at least, where Yiddishkeit is not a toil and an effort. Moments when it's beautiful, and that's we're going to see later. That's the avodah, even in galus, that we have today. Shabbos is a time of tainuk, ustis anik, where it's not is hapcha and the mingdash is hapcha when you turn yourself completely around face to face. And therefore, you need the Levites to help you do that. Mishkan Ki'ir Okay. Now, it's the quality of their song. Yeah. Okay, Dalit. We're holding Sif Dalit. Hanau Baruch So what we learned in the last Sif, basically, is that the Mishkan, the whole point over here is to get that the abishter himself should dwell. As we said earlier, Elisha doesn't want a professional relationship with us. He wants a union with us, a deep marriage. And, and so you need to evoke that not only the mamalik alalman, the indwelling light of Hashem to come into the world, yeah, not only the indwelling light of Hashem should come into the world, but we need to evoke that the that the um, encompassing light of Hashem should come into the world, the of Kalalman, which is you say the Ain sof himself, which Avoda calls for, draws down and 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 and, and attracts the Seiviv Kalalman down here. So as we said earlier, it requires it's when the person serves the Eibushter from his Seiviv. If the soivev of the person is involved in your Yiddishkeit, which means if you engage your willpower, if you serve God with your willpower, not just with your koeches panimim, that's what he's going to introduce in Siv And he's going to explain that that's what Gershon represents. Gershon carried Yeriois. Gershon carried Yeriois. Yeriois, as we said before, are the makifim. And what that means is he enables us, the Bnei Gershon enables us to, to tap into our ratzon of our neshama. A pure, simple will. Not based on any calculations and reasoning. Just a pure, simple drive. I want to be a Jew and I want to be connected to the Abish. That ratzon does two things. First of all, all right, your Yiddishkeit is in a whole different level. Because remember we said earlier, if a person is, I mentioned this earlier I'm in the class today, but since there are some newcomers, if you ever are inspired to do anything um, like lose weight uh, start exercising uh, learn, uh, I don't know, study something, learn something, master something change something in your life if your inspiration is only because you read something and it sounded interesting and you said oh that's kind of neat or kind of cool and even if it's like oh wow it's really wonderful and you say you know you get, you get excited about it and you start doing it it's going to last a week or two, three weeks, four weeks it's going to fizzle out what happens if you 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 you, you had these many inspirations again and again and again and again, and it fizzles out? And the only way that there's going to be lasting change is if you get your ratzai, your pure ratzai involved. And once will, once desire and will is there, nothing stands before will. You can see it. You can see it in everything in life. As long as you don't get your will in, you're not there. And when you're not there, even if you're... Even if your 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 powers of who of your your features of you who you are are excited, but not you, gate nish. And that's what vineyis oided es harotz ne elyon baruchu to evoke the supernal rotz in that tzivdal. Shu, I'm starting. Shu bchinas kadosh, which is the kadosh that which is transcendent. Bchinas orimakiv kanal va orimakiv sheyak kadosh hanal that that kadosh sharu should come dwell btoich meiv. He should come down and dwell inside your kishkes. It's <coughs> ultimate kavana. <coughs> <coughs> it's called mishkan. Mishkan means <coughs> dwelling where the Abishta comes to live. So who is ma'odaret? Ma'odaret? <coughs> Give me a minute. person evokes it and draws it down through the Gershine of your soul. They're the ones who carry the irios. Like it says, they should carry the Uriyos Hamishkan, the, the covers of the Mishkan and the Uriyos Medrish. And Chazal say in Medrash that the Uriyos Hamishkan that Gershine were carrying is similar to what the Abishter says. She, shamayim and shamayim That the Abishter spreads out the shamayim like Yeria. So we see that shamayim and Yeria said the same thing. And what's the difference? What shamayim? Shamayim are the makifim. Um, Kachu Because as we know in this all the time that shamayim is the soul wave the encompassing light. Soivdei Rama'sh chol shcheiran evenova, as explained over there. And this shacha that's coming from the soivdei who megarish harah The reason now is going to explain the connection to the name Gershain. What does Gershain have to do with shacha from the soivdei? Because the soivdei causes a person to become intolerant, and we need that. Because, you see, if your Yiddishkeit is only based on inspiration from your moichin, if your Yiddishkeit is only based on your inspiration from your moichin, as your mind comprehends and understands, um, then, then um, not only, as we said earlier, does, your, ins- does the inspiration fizzle and become weaker, actually the energy itself can become misguided and mis, mis, mis um, mischanneled, and it can become actually a source for klipa. Like we find, just first in the spiritual worlds we find, that the mamalakalam and the indwelling light of God, first creates the highest spiritual worlds which are full of light, then it descends to create lower forms of life, then it creates lower forms of life, and finally, as the light gets reduced and reduced and reduced, it becomes so minutiae, so little, that it becomes it begins to become a source for klippas. Like in Kabbalah and Hasidus, it says it's compared. It says that the is derive from God's hair, from Hashem's hair, or from Hashem's nails. What does that mean? Just like in a human being, the main the main energy, positive energy, in a person is in his brain. A lot of the energy of the human soul is in the heart, and the liver, the lungs. Fine. And over there, it's hopefully, unless a person is sick, generally, a healthy person, there's no infection, there's no bacteria. Baruch Hashem, it's good. But when you get to the nails, you get to the hair, that's when undesirable things cling on, and they live, they're like parasites, and they live off it. So, in the mamalik life force, that Hashem gives life to the world in a manner in which He particularly enlivens every part of the creation, eventually, he gives life even to the is They're compared to like Hashem's here, and where the lice come, or negative creatures climb in, and they, the person gets germs on his hands, and, and by Hashem as well. And they give and they energizes them. So, klipa not only isn't destroyed by the by the by the orpnimi by, by the internal light or the or the the almond light. Quite on the contrary, klipa is even sustained by it through a process called yunikasachitzanim, where the chitzanim, the extraneous forces, can take energy from. However, the Ma'kif, it says in Kabbalah and hasidis that the Ma'kif The Ma'kif light, the encompassing light, blinds the Chitzaim. The extraneous forces are blinded by it. They're terrified of it. Why? Because what's the whole idea of Ma'kif? The idea of Ma'kif is that God's energy is not being reduced. It's not being limited. It's appearing as it is, with all of its power and all of its strength. The Chitzaim can't receive that. They go and They run. That's why Gershain who evokes the Arias, the Makif, what's his name? Gershain. Gersha means he drives out everything that is all Klippa. He's gegangi, gefan, run out. We see that in a person as well. If you don't evoke your will, will is intolerant. If I want something and something is there that's not okay, you'll you'll you right? you'll destroy it completely. As long as you're not provoking the person himself and it's only the, uh, the, the the person when a person doesn't want something because of his intellectual reasons because of logic and rationale, then um, then you can negotiate you can negotiate right let's say someone decided that in his yeshiva he's only having so and so and so and so and so and you're trying to push someone else into the yeshiva into the program i'm just giving an example so if the reason the person has it objected to it is because of seichel reasons. reasons. you can negotiate in this case not so but if it's a stubbornness if the person is an action and this is what he decided with a pure rotson it's intolerant it's not gonna it's not gonna tolerate anything any violation of the will and that's the idea if you evoke your gershine energy and your nefesh your Ratson, your will and your servants of Hashem you're gonna be intolerant and push out every bit of ra anything that's there um, as he says, here we have. Where do we find that? It says in the pasuk, "Toiv is It's better to trust in Hashem to be find shelter in Hashem. From to um, find um, shelter, from to um, trust in man. Simply it means, of course. I mean, you, you need David Malach to tell you that? It's better to trust in God than trust in man. Of course it's better to trust in God than to trust in man. But the, the Al explains like this Adam doesn't only mean man. Adam means the supernal man. The supernal man is what? The supernal man is the sphero, the attributes. They're called adam. Toiv lachsos b'Hashem, it's better to lachsos. The altar explains that lachsos, it means to, 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 attach yourself, to trust the shell. In in b'Hashem, is the infinite light. The yud came, the 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 infinite, from attaching yourself to Adam to the to the to the attributes, to the attributic element of the Abish. That's the meaning of toiv lachsos b'Hashem. And why does it continue further? Toiv lachzis b'Hashem ba'Adam. Kol goyim sevavuni, b'shem Hashem, ki amilah. That means that, this shame Hashem that we just mentioned, that's higher than Adam. What is it? It's the makif. That's when, b'shem Hashem ki amilah. I cut them off completely. The clipists are gone. You chop them off without any chance. b'shem Hashem ki amilah. D'afke sheha makif mesame'ena ha'chitzaynim. D'afke the or makif has the ability to blind ha'chitzaynim. And this is the meaning of the word Gershoy. He chased him away and he's gone. By the person is Megarish. He drives out the evil that's in him. It's similar to where Chazal say, when you have a Yetzohara and you don't know what to do with him, Chazal say, You have to anger. You have to go into a rage. Get out of here. I don't want to see you. So that's what he's talking about. Evoking the, the Levite Gershah inside of you is the will and the drive that I'm not going to have anything in my life that's going to get in the way from me serving. Stopping me in my relationship. And that is And that's through will. And what do you do through will? Through will, you nullify your will. Meaning, obviously you have an animal soul that has a whole bunch of desires, wants, and appetites that are not good. And the will of the godly soul nullifies all the wills. You nullify. It, nullify meaning over here is, I mean, I, I would like to do that, but I don't care. I'm, I, I, it's like when a person has, it's like when a person is determined, as we said earlier, when a person decides. So what happens if they decide to do exercise or whatever it is, and then they're, they're getting tired, but they decided they're running the marathon. I don't care. My feet can be falling off me. I can feel like I'm going. My chest is going to blow up. Skate the I'm not stopping. I am going, no matter what. And it's sheer willpower that drives a person to be able to win a marathon or to complete a marathon or whatever it is. And there's nothing to stop, even if there is all kinds of resistance happening. Everything in the body is crying out, "Stop! I can't take it anymore." My feet, my lungs, everything. But I'm not stopping. Will. As we said earlier, overrides everything. So they bitl ritzayin may p'nei because of the Eberstah's ratzen. Kemaymer, as all the sages tell us, batel ritzayincha nullify your will m'pnei ritzayinay, for the Eberstah's will. We're going to see soon later in the maimer that this union of batel ritzayincha m'pnei ritzayinay is really a higher level. And that's already more the avoida of b'nei kahas. It's not like you're driving out the Yetzirah but you converted the Yetzirah already. There's no more or any other desire at all. You don't even have to combat anything. And that's... But here he's using the battle ritzayin and mipnei even in the in avodah v'nei gershein. I'm just making note of this because in the mimer later it's very clear that the batel ritzayin and mipnei ritzayin because the Mishnah Pirkei yava says two things. It says, make your will like his will. And then it says nullify your will to his will. So what's the difference between these two stages? So in, the, in most of the commentators of the Mimer, let's say Tzedek and others, they're learning that these are, these are the two stages. The Gershain Avodah is the Avoida of not batil, not nullify your will, because nullify means you don't even have any other wills. We're talking in the stages that you do have another will, it's just that you're getting, your, your, your desire of your godly soul is chasing away all other wills. Get out of here, I don't want to talk to you. Don't even negotiate with me. See, with Seichel, you can neg- you negotiate. There's no negotiation. Out! That's a battle. That's. But they learned that's called a ritzain. Make your will. Even if it's not your will, make it your will. Batel is already the next stage where there's no will at all. Well, we're going to see later. But now he uses this idea of batel because he just wants to, I think, use the term batel, which means you're not leaving any room for it. That's the idea of getting angry with your your It's intolerant. It's not leaving any room for even negotiating the will. <laughs> that means getting your makifim involved. Han <laughs> beautiful words, whether in going, do, refraining from doing an avera. <laughs> you shouldn't desire the avera at all. To <laughs> han and also in doing good. What does that mean? Look at these words in the parentheses. What does that mean? That you should desire that which you're not desiring. And that which you does Again, you should desire that which you have no desire for. Let's say you didn't have a desire to daven. You don't have a desire to learn. You don't have a desire to give to Daka. So you should want that which. That which you really, from your nature, not wanting, and the opposite. And that which you desire naturally, lawyer would say you shouldn't want it. Basically, you're overriding every will and every desire and doing dafka, the opposite. Whatever my body and my natural existence gravitates to, that I'm not gonna do, and I'm not only no, not gonna do, I'm not even gonna want it. I'm overriding out with that desire, and everything that my body doesn't want to do, I'm making myself to. And through evoking your will and being Mevata, your will. We said earlier, you can even break records. You can break your nature. Like we see, you know, as we spoke earlier, you know, a person wins a marathon. It's not based on his body, couldn't handle it. But because he had sheer willpower, he overcame his nature. A person can totally change his nature. He, he turns it over from bitterness to sweetness as we said earlier the Ratzin is the governor and in control on all the limbs of the body and it's able to convert the nature as we said earlier and therefore when he nullifies his will before the will of God he can mamish turn over his nature and that's what we mean. It's ain sof. There's no, there's no limits. You can, you can go against any nature. <laughs> because ratsin is higher than, 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 regular choosing. Regular choosing is you're choosing based on your inclination. This feels good. This feels, or even you can even choose because something is, you know, you come to the conclusion rationally that that's the right thing. But then you can choose. But then, if you choose something because rationally it's the right thing. Tomorrow, someone can come and persuade you that what? That something else is right. So you, can, you can be wishy-washy. So today, I might be excited that, you know, I should spend my time learning Torah and doing mitzvahs. Tomorrow, someone will come and say, you know what? I should spend my time making money and doing business, whatever. Can, I can fluctuate here and there. Because it's all based on das. And das is etzah das, toiv, vera. Das is this way and that way. But higher than das... When you're getting to your pure rutzen of your godly soul, there there's no fluctuations. There's no changing of minds. It's not, it's, it's as he says, canal. And that's why when Ratsin is activated, the foot doesn't stand a chance. When the mind wants to tell you to walk or to dance, when your mind tells you to dance or to walk or to do whatever, then your foot has negotiating powers. It can say, I'm tired, I have ache. It hurts me. I'm feeling a pain in my leg. I don't want to dance now. I don't want to walk now. Skate manish. Okay, because as we said earlier, how does the mind work? The mind works with nature. What does rotsin do? Overrides rate. What happens if you want to dance and your feet are killing you? If there is will, if the rotsin is there, gigangin. It hurts. I'm not up to it. doesn't make a difference. As he says, she ain't shum clown negative, Against will, no one can stand. It's a bulldozer. It's a point. The Alter is really saying, evoke you're a bulldozer." That's it. You have to do that. Shekesharoytzal l'shoyma be'esh. When you want to put it into fire, of oisekach. It listens instantly. B'lishum bechira, b'snei atzme me'klau. It doesn't. It, it, there's no bechira. There's no choice. If your if your if the will says put it in the fire, v'nei shaharotzyn, is because willu lamayla ma'abchira v'das. It's higher than choosing from das. Ach mitchila, however. The Alter Rebbe says. You can't jump immediately to B'nei Gershayim. You first have to have Merari, Yavidah. Ach, metchila first, First, what, is it, what does I say in Pirkei Yavs? Before you can get the Batel, Ritzaincha, nullifying every will, first it says, ase kir Make his will like your will. So it's interesting. Here in the Mimer he learns the way in this version that we're learning now, Aseh ritzayncha ke ritzayncha is davoid of b'nei merari. And finally, batel ritzayncha, that's the avoida of gershain. In the other versions of the maimer, and later it implies, Aseh ritzayncha ke ritzayncha, he learns the whole thing on a higher level. Aseh ritzayncha ke ritzayncha is the avoid of b'nei gershain. And batel ritzayncha me p'nei ritzayncha is the avoid of b'nei kahas. which is even a deeper Indian. So how does he learn Aseh ritzayncha? Aseh ritzayncha means Work on your will. How do you work on your will? Through your intellect. Create within yourself a desire. That is, That means, That's called the lower Shal Your, it's, it's based on your intellect. That's only from the only It's from the mamalakalam It's from the mamalaka You're not reaching into your b'chol mo'edecha. Nullify your will, hu v'avara legamri. You're nullifying every. You're not negotiating with your clipper side. You're not arguing it out. That's it. You bring in the bulldozer. You bring in the heavy guns. <laughs> and that the only God's will should shine upon the person. These are the Uriahs. Spreading out the heavens like a Uriah. And therefore, mitchila That's why first you needed to have the bnei merari. They're the ones who went first. Who are the bnei merari? Makimim They put up the crushim. What are the crushim? The crushim are the beams. These are the stationary beams. That means an avoida based on the ten koyches and nefesh. Seichel intellect emotions. in your entire soul. The Nesham is also called the oimid. If you're activating your own kachis, not your makifim. Then you have to become a mahalich. Mahalich means go go introduce your makifteg, the power of your nefesh, your gershin, your willpower, and that's <coughs> let that take over. And only that is going to drive the klipa out. hainu ki'inyin yiriyas ha these are the Uriy Samishka. Interesting. In in the in the other version of the Mimer, he says that these Avoidas that we're talking about is very interesting. Is the Avoidh that's B'nei Merari, is Api everything working according to a person's feeling and understanding, and bit by bit as you learn more, you do more, stage by stage, that avoid. That can be in terms of the personalities discussed in Tanya, that can be the Russia and Tanya, who Russia doesn't mean you're always doing bad, you're doing a lot of mitzvahs, but you sometimes do have too. Or it can even be the Benini in Tanya. But the, the Benini never sins. But the Altarab explains that there's a type of Benini, an uh, um, intermediate person, or what we call average person, who, 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 even though he doesn't sin, and he's always doing what God wants, but he always remains, he always to his, conforms to his nature. Always conforms to his nature. Learns until he gets tired. The moment he gets tired, he closes the book. Never pushes himself the extra mile. The Altanabba says that's called loy avodai, someone who is not serving God. Because you're not going beyond your teva. B'nai Gershain, who activates his his his. his Bnei Gershon is the one who activates his willpower. And what's the whole idea of will? Will means it breaks nature. Because when you want, you do against what your natural, your natural character is with will. Oh, that's called the next level in Tanya. It's also a Beinini. But what kind of Beinini? The Beinini who's called Avada, He's, who's, 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 who's changing his na- nature. Teva Rigilasi, the Altar Rebbe says. He's overcoming the nature of his Rigilas. That's the next level willpower. And finally, or he says, and even a tzaddik, but a tzaddik vera a tzaddik that still has a little bit bad in him. Which means you're overpowering the ra, but you didn't banish it completely. The ultimate eradication of all evil comes only when you have kahas. What's kahas? Kahas is when you discover that God is not only the love of your life, but God is the pleasure of your life. And there's no other pleasure inside of you besides Hashem. And then everything inside of you is converted to Kedusha. There's no other desire. There's nothing else. There's nothing else to want. That's already the kahas, as we're going to see soon. That's a total transformation. Metamorphosis. That's the ultimate battle, Ritzayin, Chamepnei Ritzayin. I nullify your will. There's no other will. Only God's will. As opposed to Gerstein, he's still driving the other will out. The moment it pokes its head, he's intolerant. Get out of here. As we spoke earlier however in the mahalchim itself so Marari he says stands in one place and once you have the Gershoy you have two levels of walking means the plural from down up and up down from down up is Gershoy as we're going to see soon, soon see is, is, is kahas. Two levels of okay. And the same is above. God is the whole time he's aligning the human being with Hashem. So just like we have, we said before, when you choose something with pure desire, with willpower, with pure willpower. Then it it, it overrides all, it overrides nature, it 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 um, it overpowers the nature of the body. The same is also above as well. The Pasik says, Hashem." Everything that God desires, Asahi He does. S'ayiv kalam and also that's where miracles happen, where God wants something and it's not exactly accordance to the rules of nature. What happens? It bypasses nature. When Hashem's will is there, anything can happen. That's because there is Ratzon. Memalak Kalaman sets the rules of nature. God can be Mashpiyah, but how is he Mashpiyah? Through the natural means. But when the Ratzon of Hashem is there, when God Himself is there, that's why tzaddikim can make miracles. Why can tzaddikim make miracles? Because since tzaddikim serve Hashem with their Ratzon, with their will, not just with their powers of their Nefesh, but with their will itself, so they get the to also activated from His will, and when there is a will, there is a way. The Abishna is not stuck with any of these natural means. Uh, like Rebbe Kiva, like Rebbe Shem ba Yechai told the, the, the students, you're looking for money? He said, watch over there. And he filled, and he said the entire entire valley became filled with golden coins. Money you need is money. Well, miraculously. Pidish and he explains, the Ratz Elyon is above Bechira V'das. Pidish A Hu b'das. You're choosing with your das good. you're rejecting bad. The das is the one that makes the decision. to You should choose life. Why? That you're choosing life. Who is through das. The person has a hafchina. The term is that life is good for him. And death is bad for him. So I'm choosing because this. This makes sense. That's called eight sadas <laughs> toivara. Ulamaila Nikrib Khanas Bhakira Shu Badas Pchinas Eight Sadas Shu Lana the Tayvera. Because since it's Faimashakas <laughs> Babira Posak Mimana Afaryakov Avo Bchinas Ratsin' Elyam Barhu, but the level of Ratsin, who la mailas bahira badas, it's higher than bechira and Das. <laughs> Shu Naila Ma Eight Sadas the Toyverah. It's higher than the eight <laughs> sadas. Well canal Bamashel Shahar Ratsan Yaqullah says happa teva. It can make opposite of nature. You can put your foot, the Asian fire, if you want. And the, foot, the leg doesn't have any ability to, 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 even though it's the foot so doesn't want it, the leg so doesn't want to get burnt and scalded, doesn't make a difference. If the will is there, I'm sorry, boychik, you're going to do what, what I'm telling you to do because I'm the boss. Canal. Okay, imagine if we can only evoke that, that God is the boss. And it doesn't make a difference. Yeah, not, tired, not tired. <laughs> Hungry. the will for the supernal will. It's coming from stubbornness. It's higher than choosing based on, you know, what makes sense and the like. to <laughs> It's from a deeper place in your soul than the das. And this is also what it says in the Pasuk. That God is close to all who call out to Him. Everybody that calls Him with truth. What does that mean, everybody that calls Him with with truth? You call it Hashem, you're calling with truth if you're reaching to Hashem and your entire Yiddishkeit, even though you're learning Torah, doing mitzvahs, and you're doing a lot of good things, a lot of people do a lot of good, but it's all based on your das, your operation is from the etzah das, toverah, when things make sense, you learn, then what? That's not called BMS. that's not called truth. Why is it not truth? Because today you feel like this, so you're doing more mitzvahs, you're giving more tzedakah, you're feeling very kind and very generous. You're feeling very studious, so you're learning. And you have this like enlightening Shabbos or enlightening experience and that's why you're inspired to like... But the Ebershton knows that that's not MS, that's not true. Because something that's true lasts forever. He knows that tomorrow is going to be wishy-washy. Tomorrow you're into, and the next day out, next day in. And but if you're calling to Hashem MS with truth, what does that mean? You discovered the higher part of your soul part of your neshama what's called the chai the makifim of your neshama. pure willpower. then the Ebershton knows that that's be'emes that's truth that doesn't change it doesn't fluctuate that's you're going to see it through and that's called be'emes because anything that's coming from the eitzadas is not emes Eitzachayim is emes bitl um, that's called calling in truth. V'zaot titen'mes give Give'mes to yakiv. we can also say pidesh gershay and shu al derech Now the word gershay he adds over here in the parentheses also mean Masha umi meged geresh yirachim. See, till now we spoke about the name gershay means it's the intolerance when you evoke within yourself. Your pure willpower to be a Jew, you become intolerant of any yetsahara, of any negative thing, and you toss it out. That's the idea of driving it out. But there's another meaning to garish. Garish also means it can act. Garish means it it drives out the good traits that are inside of you. With willpower, you can bring forth certain powers that are hidden and latent. Laying latent and not untapped energies and resources That a person has And with sheer will, a person can do that We know that people that were stuck in certain situations That they were trapped And um, they could there was a very narrow opening And they couldn't go But there was Chas a fire Where they had to save a child or something And they were able to squeeze themselves through a tiny little space Or they were able to pick up a car Which doesn't make any sense but when the will is there and it's full for it, it doesn't have any limitations. But what does that mean? It unleashes hidden powers that you have inside of you <clears throat> that you have no idea that you possess. When your will is when the will is there. And that's why you also have when a person really wants something, really wants something badly, they can figure out and come up with the most brilliant things, even though generally they're not so brilliant. They're not so smart. And then they can come up with the most brilliant arguments because the, the, the sages tell us that um, the Gemara the Gemara talks about all kinds of things that a woman can can come when she comes to Baisdin and she can argue why she should be believed in something, whatever. So the Gemara is like and the sages come up with these best she could have argued so or she could have argued this and therefore we should believe her because she could have made this argument. So the question is I mean you're talking about an average lady who's just coming in these are the sages that are coming up with these brilliant arguments. How would you expect that these simple woman should be able to argue the same sharp, the, the same arguments that the Talmudic sages who sharpened their brains all day long and how can she come up with that argument? And the answer it's given is because she needs that get or she needs to get out of a situation, her brain is gonna work. And she can come up with with, 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 with arguments that otherwise it would take a, a deep Torah scholar and a great sage to come up with that argument because he's doing it for intellectual enjoyment or because it's a mitzvah to learn. She's doing it because she needs to get out of a situation that's bothering her, and she has a will and she's determined she's going to come up with the same argument. So you see that will can drive out the deepest powers of a person. So he says that's the meaning of the word ger ger Besides it means driving out the bad, it will also bring out, when there's will, you'll see you have powers to do things you wouldn't believe you would have and that's the word Gershen comes from the word Geresh Yerachim Mimeged Geresh Yerachim Geresh Yerachim means vegetables that grow monthly and Moshe Rabbeinu is blessing I think it was Yosef that he, in his land it will be Geresh Yerachim so Rashi says this that the earth chases out monthly from the ground Geresh it, 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 Geresh means it drives it out so you see something coming from a hidden state to a revealed state is also called Geresh It drove it into revelation. It drove it into into manifestation as opposed to it being in an unmanifested state. From month to month. From potential into actuality. From the concealed, to go out to the reveal fruits are because of the moon so it's like the moon pushes them out outside every soul has hidden love we all have a hidden love to God but how do you bring it out how do you act so if you activate your willpower, the will will drive out that love also from beneath the surface. Is that when you You have to activate the will, which is the Sovayv Kalal. Remember, what is Gershon's power? Gershon is carrying the Uriahs. I mean, he's connecting to the Sovayv. The Sovayv, we said before in the Nefesh, is power of will, Ratzon that encircles the entire body and has control of everything that also has the power if you want to draw forth your hidden love the Yahat Hashem how do you know that? hear this it says in the Pasuk that when the Jews said and v'nishma we will do and we will hear God says Me gila labanai Raza, who revealed to my children the secret but now let's understand what that really means me, me is a seyve of and that's why it's called me. Why is it called me? Me means who? Mamala Kalman, the indwelling light of God. We can say this is it. It's it's manifest. Me is what? It's the seyve that which we don't know. Me, me gila, me the power of seyve, which is the power of willpower. The seyve gila reveals. Not me gila. Who reveals? Me, the power of me, Gilah reveals Lebanai to my children, Raze, the secret. What's the secret that every Jew possesses? Every Jew possesses the secret that every Jew has, is that his love to Hashem. Every Jew has a love to Hashem. It's hidden. With this power, I see an you drive forth the concealed love, from the concealed to the revealed. the hidden love, from the concealed to the revealed. like it says, al It's better a revealed, it's better a revealed rebuke than a hidden love. What does that mean? It's important to bring things out into the revealed. Okay. Number, there's two, two elements of Gerish. Number one, as we said earlier, you drive away the power of Gerish is willpower. It drives out the animal soul, the It pushes away the evil. So now, what's also going to happen? The next thing is that the good that's in the animal soul will be uprooted from its place and be pushed, and be driven into the chesed. Will be driven towards chesed, which means to come to love Hashem. It also drives out the hidden love of the godly soul, lovely of the giloy, to come to reveal. Which is also associated, Yerachim means moon, but Yerachim also can mean Reach. It's the driven by the which is this power that can drive out. Okay. All right, so now we know what Gershon is in Aveda. It's evoking within the person that powerful drive and willpower to do what God wants and nothing else. zahu learning the lasif. I can't learn this next week for a simple reason. that We learned already two weeks this mimer and next week we're going to be excited to learn pasha shlach. Maraglim, and all kinds of exciting things. So we have to finish this. So We're going to finish now the b'nei another 40 minutes we're going to be done. This is all the sons of Gershon. And, and now, and what are we working on? What's driving us now to finish the Maimer? Ratzon. Ratzon. Will. Gershon. Gershon is going to drive us to finish and to learn about the B'nei Uh Pure uh, determination. That's what it is. Determination. Um, Har Kelpchin has been a geresh and Shenasar Yeriyasimishkin. They carry the Yeriyas. Pidish Eppchen as geresh. I knew Shem He drives out the evil. I Yede Pchen as bitul rotzin Shemavatlim in rotzin Elul Baruch. He nullifies his will because of the will of God. Shal Yadeza Umegarish Hazzara. Through this, he pushes and drives away the evil. Shemam Shachal Yadeza, and through this, we draw down. kalam. From the soivev. Shubchenas kadosh, which is kadosh. Kadosh means the God's holiness, that which is removed from the imminence of Hashem that's within the creation. And we're driving and we're bringing down that kadosh that, that should dwell inside the person. She De Betoich Me'ov, that that godliness, that transcendental godliness, should reveal itself to the Yid. And as we said earlier, the Yid becomes a Mishkan, and the Yid has an intimacy with Hashem, at least on one level. Well, the kach Nasu Bnei Gershen, as Yeriyas HaMishkan, that's why the Bnei Gershin carry the mishkan Esamishkan, she'em b'chana They're carrying the soivevomakev light, and they're bringing it. because they have this Ratzon, their Avoid of their Ratzon is drawing the Ebershton's Ratz. Avoid Bnei but the Avoid of the sons, children of Kahos. who Lisa Esa Shilchan is to carry the table, the Menorah and the Menorah of Oroin, and the Oroin, the Kapooras, and the Kapooras avoid there and they the, the uniqueness about the pan was that they did not carry they didn't they didn't have any wagons they carried everything with their on their bodies on their shoulders as it says they should carry things on their shoulders okay so let's understand what does it mean what's this avoida? Basically, we said earlier that the Bnei Merari are serving Hashem with the internal powers, which are called... Which are called... um, What are the internal powers? The internal powers are Nefesh, Ruach, Neshama. Bnei Gershain serves God with Chai, the level of Makif, which is the Chai. The Bnei Kohas serve Hashem with the Yechidah. And when you serve God with Yechida, we're going to see soon, what does it mean? It means that not only is, are you driven with a desire to be connected to Hashem, with a pure, simple desire, driven with pure, simple desire, but as we say also, God, Hashem has permeated your entire being, that as we said earlier, Hashem becomes also your pleasure. Yechida is associated with pleasure. It's it's the point of oneness between the Nishama and Hashem, and therefore that's where the Nishama has that's where the Nishama has a pleasure in the divine. And when you experience the pleasure in Hashem, then you don't have to fight and drive anything else out. The the any any anything within the human being that was once unholy, like the animal soul and all that, it's all converted. So, Gershine we're going to see soon, Gershine doesn't elevate any sparks of the Nefesh of Bahamas. He only chases them away. Kahas elevates the sparks of the Nefesh of Bahamas because the, the, the Kahas makes a total radical transformation in the animal soul, that the animal soul itself is completely converted and transformed to become an ally and part of the, a person's um, um, pursuit of Kedusha, of holiness. And that's why the word kahas means gathering. Because he gathers the sparks. As it says, V'lo yikas amim, It says to Mashiach, that to Mashiach, nations will gather. Yikas amim. And a yidzavoy, that also means when you're megala the Mashiach inside of you, that's this spark of Mashiach that's inside of you. Yikas hamim the entire nations that are inside you. Every person has a UN inside of him. All the nations in the world. And you you can gather the sparks and have them join into Kedushan. But then the question is, if the if the kahas are carrying the the deepest point, the makif of the makif, the highest and the deepest, then why are they carrying the kelim of the beis Mingdash? They should be carrying the above the tapestries of and There should be higher tapestries. What does it mean they're carrying the kalim? What are the kalim? Usually we understand the vessels are what? The indwelling light. As we said earlier, the brain is a vessel for the intellect. The feet are a vessel for a person's walking power. The hands are the vessel for other artistic things and other, other, other doings, power of maisa. Each thing is a vessel. So if they're carrying the vessels, that's the, that's the panimi. That's less than the Yeriois. So, how can we say that they're higher? That's what he's going to explain over here. To him, nations will gather. Asifa means to gather and attaching. The Avoida of Kahas is to attach everything to Kadusha. To carry on the shoulder. Now, we're going to differentiate an amazing thing. He's going to say bnei Gershain. bnei merari. Only they don't reach kedusha. They only draw down, as we said earlier, God's attributes. That's not kedusha. Bnei Gershain take yeriyos. That's kedusha. But the bnei merari draw down even a higher, a higher kedusha. Not bnei merari. Bnei Kahas. It says about God. It says, "Ki Hashem." No, not Arimimcha, Ashirah um, ki He is exalted, exalted. There's two levels of God's exaltion. Soyvev kalalman, when we say that God encircles the world, envelops the world, it means that he's bigger than the creation, but he's a relationship to the creation. Somewhat a relationship. He's enc- he's encircling it, he's encompassing it. But then there is where a level that's called kulaka Mekalaksh beyond Soviv, the essence of God Himself. Over there you can't even say that he's Soviv. All before him is not. That's Ga'ai Ga'a. He's beyond being beyond. No relationship at all. Totally. That inyan is also in terms of Kedusha, that's the difference between Kadosh and Kodesh. K- kadesh is with a vav. Kadash, kadesh, It's kadesh with a vav. with a vav means that even though it's kadosh, transcendent, but the vav means it's linked. It's still drawn down. That means it's Hashem's transcendence, but Hashem's transcendence as it's already drawn down to be in a relationship with the world. But then there's kodesh K- um, without a Without avav. Kodesh without of of Kodesh without is pure transcendence. God, God in His most transcendental essence, without any relationship at all to the to the. And the and, and that's the difference. The bnei Gershon through their avoida of their willpower. Draw down kadosh with above. The bnei the b'nei kahas, what does it say about them? Avoidas ha-kodesh alehem. Their Avoid is to carry the kodesh without the vav. They reach God Himself. Shehem and daskedat and, is related to the vessels, as we're going to see in a minute. Shehem, the vessels of the mishkan. Shehem shulchan the table, the and the manoeira of and the ark. Or pidish what is the meaning? Shahakelim elushel a mishkan; these kelim of the mishkan hem mipchinas nekuda haamtzais shebtoicha egal. Is Gavaldik. We're speaking earlier that there is sovev. Sovev is a circle, encompassing. A these kelim, you can ask, wait, there are a lot. We said earlier that the orpnimi. In every circle, there is the middle point where the, the whole circle evolves around. And without that middle nekuda, what are you making a circle around? What's the circle? He says there is the nucleus of all of existence. The nucleus of all of existence. That is... That is the b'nei kahasar. That's the kelim of the mishkan. That's the kelim of the mishkan. And that point... And we're going to soon explain what this means is higher than the entire circle. We spoke earlier that God's light is infinite, it's equal everywhere, it's not limited, that's the circle. But then there is a deep, deep point where Hashem's... where it's not just... where Hashem's, if we might say, Hashem's soul is. And that's in the Kalim. How could it be in the Kalim? If they're vessels... Containers. Uh, Let let, let's see how this works. The eagle goes around the nekuda. Like a person makes a circle, you first make a dot, and then you make the circle around the dot. It's like the famous story of the Magid of Dubna. Used to give um, used to give very very good parables. Very, very good parables for everything. And they asked him once, how can he give such make such accurate parables? So he says, you know, when people when people shoot the uh, when people go arch arching and they're shooting arrows, archers. So you know they, they shoot and it's hard to hit bullseye right in the middle. You shooting, you're shooting. Okay, but once there was a guy he was like amazing his arrows were always in the mamash in the middle they couldn't figure it out how he gets it that way but then they didn't realize when he was shooting it he first shoots the thing and has it go wherever it goes and then he makes the things around it so if you first start with the nakud then you go around it of course you're always going to have the perfect middle he says that's what I do I first have my nakuda and then I, I, I make the marshal around it I have such good Mishalem. It's not time I'm making up a (coughs) Mishal. You have to have the Nekuda. The Nekuda that we're talking about over here is Hashem's Hashem's inner, inner, innermost desire of why He Bechlal has a creation and why He Bechlal relates to this creation, either creating it or even encompassing it. Why is there a creation in the first place? What's God's inner, inner, inner Nekuda Panemius in it? That's in the Aron and that's in the Shulchan. What is that? So the idea is as follows. Which one is higher? Ma'kif or Pnimi? Encompassing energy or Pnimi's energy? Generally we say what? Ma'kif is much higher. Pnimi is very limited. And that's true. In, in the creation itself is the life force of Hashem that's in a... We know that the Mammalak almond is God gives life to every creature in every part of the world. A peach... A butterfly, a cloud, a galaxy, a star—whatever it is, Hashem gives life to everything. But everything is individualized, individual energy. And then there is the singular essence of God that wraps—it's not essence, essence of His infinite—the singular infinite light that wraps itself around everything, all of existence. And when I say wrap, I don't mean nafka wrap from the outside, but it's everywhere and un. That's of course much higher than what then the oyer of Hashem that's embedded in any particular world <clears throat> or in any particular madrega, we understand that. But this is the simple energy of Hashem. But then there's something else. That's when, we're, that's when we're looking at the world and we're looking at Taira. I'm sorry, we're looking at the world and we're looking at <coughs> the creations versus the Soviv Kalam, and the Mamala Kalam versus the soviv. But then there's something much deeper than that. There is Torah and Mitzvahs. What's Torah mitzvahs? Torah mitzvahs is also in the world. Where are you fulfilling Torah mitzvahs? In within the world, within physical gashmiyistig things, so you're dealing not in the makif realm, you're dealing in the panimi realm, but it's a whole different story. God's energy that's in a in a tree, God's energy that's in anything, is nothing in compared to His infinite light, but God's energy that's in a mitzvah. What's the mitzvah? The mitzvah might still be a little tiny matzah, a little cracker. The mitzvah might be a little piece of leather of your tefillin, a little tzitzah, fringes, a little mezuzah, nothing. In terms of the quality of the mamala kalalman, it's so little. The makif is so much greater. But this is the nikudah, this is the point, this is the reason why the Abishter emanated a mamala kalalman, and he, he emanated a seviv kalalman, and he did everything with throw it's because he wanted this mitzvah. In that speaks to him. That's his pleasure. That's his pleasure. So even though it's in the it's in the pnimi, you know what I'm saying? Even though it's in the, within the world and within the limitations and borders and boundaries of existence, the entire project is hinged on this. And this is what he means: the nekudah pnimis. That's in where the whole circle is around. Let's use a simple uh, uh, an, an example that I, came to me today when I was sitting up there in the mountain. In regards to this, he's a Gavaldiga Marshal. Someone, uh, uh, um, okay. uh, a, a major um, billionaire decides that he wants to put up a production. He wants to make a film, a movie. And he's funding it. He's running the entire project. Okay? It could be a documentary. It could be a, I don't know what. And there's a whole, okay. So he hires producers. He hires a whole team. And eventually you hire, you get the actors and the people, and then you have the extras, and you have the you have the trucks that come down when they're shooting a film and the cameramen and the caterers and the whole nine yards. How many people are working on it? A few thousand people are working on the project. Everybody's involved. So the Mamala element is. What's the Mamala element? Everybody's hired to do the work that they do best. And within that whole system, there is negotiations going on. Should we do this? Should we do this? Should we do it this way? Should we do it that way? I want a bigger part. I want a smaller part. This is what you're going to do. This is what you're going to do. There's all kinds of considerations. Because everything is based on the value of what? Of what they're contributing. That's always the consideration. That's what what you're working with. Fine. But then there is the saivev. What's the sayvev? In this case, what would be the sayvev of the project? The sayvev of the project would be the will of of this billionaire to have this project working. So let me ask you the question. If the billionaire himself comes to visit this, the movie set that they're working on, the movie set, and he decides that he doesn't like one of the guys, and he says, "Take him off." And the, but, the, but the manager says, "This is a very important piece. He says, "I don't want him," but but you know what? It's going to make problems. It's still going to cost. It's going to this. It's going to. Well, that's irrelevant. I paid for the entire project. It's my project. There's no arguing. Even Arab gigangen. if he if he decides that he doesn't like a certain thing and he wants a different a different a different background, he say, "Well, it's not the best." You got to work because, this is will. This is willpower. His. He is the funder of this entire project. It's his will. The entire, his, his will encompasses this entire, and dominates over every little aspect of it. If he wants his cousin to be the one <clears throat> doing the camera, ah, it's not uh, whatever, fine, we'll figure it out. But we're gonna use the cousin because we have no choice. <clears throat> he can override everything. That's the sayyvev element of the project. As long as the billionaire is not mixing in, he's sitting in his office, he wants the project finished, you can work with the, with the, with the rules and regulations of the Mamala in business over here. Who's best, who's what, all these rational considerations. Once Will gets involved, or the big boss, everything becomes INVFS because this is the guy who's doing it, right? Make sense? <clears throat> Makes sense. But then there's something else. Why does he want this movie? Why does he want this documentary? Why does he want this movie? It could be that there's one little something that he wants to convey that has to do with an experience that he had in his childhood that he wants to express and give out. Something very deep inside of him. And maybe it's only going to be a tiny little bit. Maybe the entire movie and the entire hundreds of millions of dollars that were spent on this project is only for something that's going to take place in two minutes in the movie. There's a scene that's just going to capture that what he what what this guy wants to convey or express, or that's that he himself might not even know that. But that's like in his being, that's what he wants. That's why the story is meaningful to him. That's why this is important. That's what is that the wave that encompasses the entire project? That's not the, that's that's not the so-veve. That's the point in the middle of the circle that's the most sensitive point over there lies everything it's all about that and that's what the Eberster and the world there is a project and a system and there is higher and lower and this and that and all the world with everything then there is a general universal power of God that wants the creation and then there is something about the God that he, that he wants to express in this world and that's the Torah Mitzvahs 613 mitzvahs. That's the matzah, that's the tefillin, that's the mezuzah. With these things, it's like, you don't mess with that. Everything is in that. Everything is in that. That's called the nekuda penimis, the inner nekuda, the point. The point of the entire project. How do you capture that? How do you capture that point? That's, put it that way, That's that's the that's the billionaire himself. See, everything else is his a, a project. That one little something—that's him. That's him. <clears throat> you know what I'm saying? That's him. And in our case, that's the abishter himself. Where do you capture that in Torah and in mitzvahs? In this picture, in the what? Where did <clears throat> the Goyim fit? The, this, uh, the Goyim? Yeah, a, yeah. yeah that part of their yeah and, the, and 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 the guyam are players in the in the film they're they're part of the part of the, part of the background part of the extras part of the um crew um uh, what are they called um a crew, um well, a technical crew and and uh, extra uh, no but there's also serious crew, crew um filming catering uh you know all these things that need to be done down to the accountant <laughs> Who needs, to, who needs to be doing that as well? But everything, but, but the hidden are the ones who are doing the main act. The main act, it's that five-minute scene that the entire project was important for. That five-minute scene or three-minute scene. And that's the little bit of mitzvahs. That, that's why you, sometimes you look at this an entire huge world and you say it's all because of Torah and mitzvahs and you wonder how, many, how, much, mitzvahs, how much mitzvahs is the percentage of what, of what is happening over here? But that doesn't make a difference in the film either. How much of the film? You guys spending billions of dollars, millions of dollars, and, and, and this act is just one, but you need all of that to be able to present this the way it should be. It's that song, or that performance, or that, that one scene, that that's, that, that, that that's what it's all about. That's called the Nikudah, Pnimis. That's in the Mishkan, that was manifest in the Kalim of the Mishkan, primarily the Oron, primarily not the Aron, but the Luchos that are in the Aron. That's it. It's the Luchos, because there engraved are the Ten Commandments. And one of the Ten Commandments that are in the Aron, those Ten Commandments, that Anochi Hashem that, Elokecha, I am God, your God, that is the central point. That's why That's why there was everything created. And everything came into, everything, It's all. it's all hinged into that, that's the central nerve of everything. And that's what he's going to explain. Uh, the essence of the intention, that's the nekuda. Shemayim are round. It says that even though Shamayam are huge, how big is the earth compared to shemayim? Nothing. It says like a mustard seed. In God's thoughts, what came first? Shemayim or Aretz? It says, Eretz Kadma, Earth came first. Now, not Earth for itself, the Avoda that the Jewish people will do on Earth, that came before all the Shamayim and all the Makifim. Because that's the we also know that when, when, when it says in the Arizal, when God emanated light, so first there is, it says there was, a, there was, Hashem moves away the infinite light, then He emanates a tiny little thread, and then from that thread began to circle circles, one eagle, then the thread of light continues, and comes another circle, and then the thread continues in another spheres and spheres and spheres until you get down to our creation in the middle. So but he says, What but really if you think about it, where did the even the first sphere, where did it start with? Even though it's a big, huge circle, it began first with the with the little thread. So that means that ultimately the the source of the pneemus, the or pneumus, the the light that goes in the vessel is higher than all the makifim. Because even the first makif emanates from the little thread, which is all the concentrated desire of what Hashem has from creation. She'agulim ha'bechinas nefesh, v'ayoshir ha'bechinas ruach, which ruach is higher than nefesh. V'arei ha'agulim ha'bechinas makifim al ha'yoysher, ha'bechinas no iteshomayim k'yiriyo, elu shomakom ha'bechinas ha'yoysher, hu keinyan ha'nekuda, is like the point, she'oleh ha'asay vivkala eagle, the entire Eagle is 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 rotating around it. Who Shabbos and the weekday is also the same there. Shabbos is the nekuda the point. That the nekuda is higher than the heichal that surrounds it. That the nekuda is higher than the heichal that surrounds it. The is chachma, Come aleph, the okay. Shepchenes eagle The eagle are the yirios that are, are oil a tent on the mishkan. noite like a yiria canal. The bnei That was the avoid of the bnei but the kahos who lisa mishkan is to carry the of the mishkan now. This is the middle point, which the circle goes around the canal. He's saying, What really is the Nekuda? It's the Arain, the Arain that was in the Arain, which is the Teira, In there was the Luchais, and, 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 and what did the sages say? When the Beisamigdash was destroyed. It says God doesn't have anything in His world. Ella dalad al halacha. Only the dalad Amish when people are studying Torah. So what does that mean? It's exactly what we're saying. God has nothing in this world, but for that little episode or that little that little scene, and that's where the person is learning halacha, and where we are thinking about what God what he, what He desires and what He wants, and that's discussed in Taisvis and in Rashi, and two guys are sitting there and they're and they're arguing back and forth. That's the nekuda of why all the galaxies are in rotation. Why all the malachim exist. Why everything. Hashem's will, inner will, is being probed. is being discussed. It's being learned. It's being. Uh, and when the Beisimidish was standing, where was he? In the Luchas. That's the point. Is the center point. Where the entire eagle goes around it. The Torah goes out of Chachma, and in Chachma is where the ain't-sov dwells. Which is the indwelling light. Which is the eagle, is the eagle who are the circle, the sphere, is the encompassing light. It's not Giloy. There should be the revelation in the Pnimias. And also, mitzvahs are also, it's not, when he's saying over here Torah, it doesn't mean only Torah study, it means Torah and mitzvahs, because they're all related to the Hashem's innermost desire. Even though the Torah and mitzvahs are drawn from this nekuda, the root of this point. The root of this center point of the circle is higher than the entire circle, the higher sphere. He wedges the beginning and the end. The end, which is the final point, which is the act of a mitzvah in the world of Asiyah, was wedged before the entire circle emerged. It's what caused the circle, what caused the sphere to come out. It's what caused Hashem's will to have even a will in creation. That's why Torah that came down below, that became enclosed in physical things, even though it's in the very end, 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 end of the entire project, its root is very high, afmaha even then the sphere that's surrounding the Nakud. Not safe on Daikar Bet Hilason because Daikar the end is wedged in the beginning. Or piddish, ki Torah mitzvah sharsham anekuda hatichayna. Torah mitzvahs are rooted in the inner Nakuda. The shairish anekuda and the source of this Nakuda, when naylama eagle is higher than a sphere, ki eikari anekuda. The main thing is the point. Vaigalu rakli a savev a makv of lanekuda, and the entire circle around it is only to protect the point. Like it says, Ki Ga'oi We said earlier, is the sphere, the circle, and Ga'oi that's above it is the center point. That's the cause of the whole thing. Shekame then in front of him, all the Makifs are considered nothing. It's like the Pnim's like it says. That's what we thank God before every mitzvah. That I can do something touching on the inner, inner nerve and point of what's keeping... It's the, it's the point where everything is rotating around. And that's the meaning Asher Kedishanu. You connected us to your Kodesh. Kodesh means... That which is utterly, utterly beyond creation. It's not Kodesh with Vav. Kodesh. And as the Altarab explains, Kedishanu also means... From the word Kedushin, a man betrothed to a woman. It's the same idea. Total union with the essence of. Shekadishan of the mitzvah Yisav. at Asek at Torah, Shemachach, menavkiz. Vay de amitzvah, smayseos. Shemnalim at Torah, which is even higher than Torah. Kamayim Rezal the sages say God, old Talmud, Shem Evil De Ma'isa. The Torah study is great because it brings to action. The greatest pleasure Hashem has is when a Jew does a mitzvah. The greatest. And all the Torah is only to bring to the mitzvah and to teach us how to do the mitzvah. Then we can draw down from Kodesh itself, that he should dwell. Earlier he said, Kodesh will dwell in your. Here it's Kodesh will dwell inside the person. In an internal light. Mitzvahs say because the two hundred and positive forty-eight positive mitzvis, and them shachem eritzayni yizbarach, they come from Hashem's will. The nishbulu lamata they descended below. Shenis lapshu b'dvarim gashmiyim they became enclosed in physical things. K'moy tzitzis with tefillin like tzitzis and tefillin. Ach seif dafka this very end of action who nods b'tchila is wedged in the beginning. V'zei asher kidishanu. That it should be dwelling in a person canal. And here's something very beautiful. Oh, so, when a person in his Yiddishkeit becomes concerned with this inner point of God, what's God's pleasure? It means like this, we said before. You know, if, if your relationship to Hashem is only from your internal understanding, standing, learning, this, that, then it's like a professional relationship. Nice. If it, you get your willpower, it's like a marriage. Husband and wife are very deeply desir- desiring to be, they, 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 they just have a will and a, and a deep unification between them. Then there is a point of marriage where the two become so one where he knows her pleasure, she knows his pleasure, which means it's 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 like what's pleasurable to you is my pleasure. It's at, it's at that point, that's when they that's when they that's when they, have, that's when they have fused together and become one. And that's what it says. This is this idea, the avoidabine kahas. Reaching this, uh, and that comes through Torah Mitzvahs, because in Torah Mitzvahs you can hear what's really going on in God's. You can hear God's heartbeat in Torah Mitzvahs. You can hear His heartbeat, because that—that's who He is. It's who He is, and therefore Vezelomash, and that—and that—that becomes the pleasure of your life. There's nothing else in your life but Torah Mitzvahs. Now, this attaining this level, he's going to explain now, is. And when one senses this, as we said earlier, your entire being becomes a converted being. It's interesting, that's why the Bnei interesting, they carried, they carried the things on their shoulders. Why on their shoulders? Because the, the point was to attach their backs, their shoulders on their backs, which is an animal soul is considered our back. To attach that to the Kalem, to the purpose Kalim are the purpose, Torah and Mitzvahs. You want to take even your animal soul, the back, and convert it. Bnei Gershon can't do that. What the Bnei Gershon does to the back is it keeps on pushing the back away. Get out of here. Don't disturb. We said earlier, Gershon, intolerance. You're going to mess with my relationship with God, get out. But Bnei Kahas move far beyond that. You don't need that anymore. Everything in the person becomes drafted into Kedusha. Or else it doesn't have any... Doesn't begin to exist even in your life. We'll see. We'll understand that a little better. He's going to explain now that on Shabbos we can we can attain that at least. It says, "When David now we know that David Amalech was once caught by the Philistines, and in order to get himself out of that." Predicament that he was, he played like he is a like he's a crazy man. And they thought they have a you know Meshuganah, they let him go. And that's what we say in Davening Shabbos B'shanosu as Tamo. He changed his his reasoning. He changed his logic. He made him to he made himself into a fool in front of the king Avimelech, who was the king of Palestine. Here is the deeper meaning. We say it on Shabbos because B'shanosu as Tamo, a person changes his entire sense of pleasure. Tami means taste. Listen, avi avimelech. Hear this. Hear this. And when you change yourself, convert yourself completely over, then you stand in front of Avimelech. What's Avimelech? This is awesome. Melech is the shechina, Malchus, the power of God that's within the creation. That's Mamala Kalam, the indwelling light of God. It's called Melech, the king. Avimelech. What's Avi Melech? Avi Melech means the father of Malchus. What's the father of Malchus? The father of Malchus is the desire that God has to be a Melech. Melech is that he's actually a king. What's Avi Melech? The Ratzon to be a king. What's the Ratzon to be a king? The Sovev of Let's go back to the Hollywood production. Melech, that's the project. That's all the workers and all the, the whole project, the whole thing that is being, everybody's involved working, that's Melech. Avi Melech is the millionaire's desire, the billionaire's desire that there should, should be a project. He wants the project. If he doesn't want it, he scraps the whole thing. You know, a lot of times these billionaires, they create a little bit, some of them are a little sugar crazy. Today he wants it, he spent already a million dollars, he decides, eh, he loses his cheshe gigangit. What happens with the project? Unless they'll find other funding, goodbye, scrap the whole thing. I'm sure there were many such things that happened. You know, a guy got a, a guy got a, a joke in his head that he wanted something to be built. He started building it and decided to abandon it. It happens. And the whole thing is gone. Why? Because there's no avi to the melech. So what's avi melech? Avi melech is the sovev kalam and desire. The will of, like we say Rosh Hashanah, that's what we have to do. We have to evoke by Hashem a new desire to want to be a melech. So the, the avi is the sovev. That's the circle. Melech is the Melech is everything that's happening within the sphere. All the points. Avi Melech is the circle, the sphere that's encompassing the entire project, the will. What's lithne Avi Melech? What's even before Avi Melech? That's the pleasure that comes before the desire. That's the point. Remember we said before the middle point? That that the entire sphere and desire is evolving around that middle point. So lithne Avi Melech is a step before Avi Melech. How do we evoke Lifnei Avimelech fr- by God in front of Avimelech to get to God's pleasure point? Ah. That's if, when a yidzavoy is also soy estamoy, when the Jew changes himself completely over as we said earlier. It's not that I have it's not that I'm, 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 I have a drive to God. I have a dri- I'm driven with willpower. But I still have to like fight this became my pleasure, this is, this is my life. When it's our pleasure, we touch into God's pleasure. And we reach into that here is the union between Jews and, and the Abish at the deepest point. Um, so that's what he's explaining over here. B'Shanoi says, oh, here. B'Shanoi says, oh, here. Melech, obchenes midas ma'ochus is It's the Abish that's midas ma'ochus. Shemachayas kol erlamim that enlivens all worlds. Your kingship is the kingship of all worlds. What's That's the sovev. That's God's will. There's a difference between between the six days of the week and Shabbos. the six days of the week, the during the week is b'avad. Bend your will to Hashem. On and Shabbos, we're able to experience God's pleasure, and when we experience God's pleasure, then it's our pleasure. On we don't have any other desire. There's nothing else. We change our entire sense of time. That's why, what do we say? The rest of the David B'shanoesi. It's interesting in that rest of that capital and tehillim. We say, Tamu Taste and see that God is good. And there's other pesukim in there. They're all emphasizing the complete identification with the Holy. And that, and, and that the holiness is our entire being. Only to God Himself. But, the David B'Shanoy says, Tamu and how do we get to Shabbos to be able to do that? What does it say further? Because he's driven it out. In other words, because during the week we first did the service of the Gershon, which is what? We've driven out the Klipp and the Sitra Achra with anger and with that power of like willpower, sheer willpower. Even though it's not our only pleasure. We're, we're still in conflict, but we're driven with determination. We did that during the week. So now on Shabbos, you can switch your tam, your entire, and then what? You're touching the Nekuda Pnimis, that Nekuda, that's before Avi it's even before the circle, before the eagle, it's what's drive the eagle, that's behind the entire power of Malchus, of the Eberstus kingship. Complete conversion. Which is not on the weekday. it's only subduing it? not transformation. That's kahas day. Because Chachma carries the mission. What? what does it have to do with ha- So now, one part in the, I did not connect. We spoke about how Kahas carries the Caleb. And the kalim, we said, is God's inner, inner pleasure. How does that have to do with our conversion and our transformation? So the nekudah is like this. And what does kahas mean? Kahas means, we said before, gathering. The gathering of the Nitsutse kedushah, of the animal soul, completely converted into holiness. How does that happen? It happens Dafka through a book. Through a, Chazal say Chachma is beriru The Zohar says Through Chachma The biru happens <clears throat> That means if your avoid the Is only with With your makif Without your Chachma Without your ability To sense And experience godliness And it's only with Determination And fiery Stubbornness You'll, you'll drive the klipa out of you But you're not gonna You're not gonna You're not going to refine The klipa you're not going to do a beer in it. I'll give a perfect example for that. Take a Gishmaka example. There's three Jews. One Jew is serving God only from his only from his um, intellect. There's no makifim involved. Meaning my existence, my life is me. My pleasures. Okay, I know there is a God. I have to reckon with him. I learn about him a little bit. I'm excited about him a little bit, and I do some of his mitzvahs. Some I like, some I don't like. I do them more. Some fits more with my nature. We spoke about that earlier. Okay. Okay, what happens if there is a negative inyan, something that's unholy? Sometimes the person pushes it away. Sometimes not. Depends. Depends where you're standing, where you where you where you're holding. If you're a B'nei Gersha Nick, and there is something that is, if, if, if you evoke your you have a Jew who's a, B'nei, which is like he's he's, he's driven with a willpower, as we spoke earlier. And there is something in something that's like not Kadusha. So if a person is a Bnei Gershonik, he has the Gershon inside of him, what is he going to do? It's like you have Jews. Every little thing that's not like, whatever, they're enraged and angry and they're driven out. doesn't belong in Judaism. It doesn't belong in a, you have different communities that are very intolerant of anything. No. And that shows that they're more, that, they're, that their Yiddishkeit is more important to them than people that are very lax. And things will go, much more thing, things will go which in this community that won't go in that community because people are more, they have the Gershon element. Anything that's going to threaten Yiddishkeit, oh, but then you're not going to elevate it. You're just going to push it away. Then there's the next stage. Someone whose Yiddishkeit has become so internalized and so much who they are, then they don't have to be intolerant and push everything out. They're able to... They're not afraid of the temptation of if I will do so and so, it will pull me into... I'm not, I'm not interested in that. If it, but I could use it. But I could use it for kedusha. I could use it for holiness. So that means that tzaddik, that's only in this level of tzaddik, that you're able to convert something that's non-holy into holiness. Which you can't do from the Gershain state. Gershain can't accomplish that. Only Merari can accomplish that. That's exactly sure this, what, it's, what this means. Pashova, I didn't get this. It's interesting, in all the other versions, they don't bring this in. This, I get it. I go of the Tzemach Tzedek. Okay. So, I'm just going to finish up. Make his will like your will, battle, and nullify your will before his will. Pidish. What does that mean? Bevav yemei amais in the six days of the week. Huroak pchenas aseir tzaynech do as will. Shuuroak pchenas eskafia only subduing. Or b'Shabbes shu pchenas batal tzaynech. Shabbos you nullify yourself completely. Shu pchenas eshapcham. Canal shazal shayim l'adal b'Shanoi says talmi b'Shabbes we say it on Shabbos. It kedichsiv talmu ruuki toiv hashem taste and see that God is good. Ba hashem tishalel nafshi in God my soul is praising itself. That's only when God becomes the pleasure of your life. And this is what it says U Re'ei emuna. Yidn bring Parnasa to their Father in heaven through this Avaid of Shabbos, We energize heaven. And the Father in heaven, we energize the Makifim. Because we're, as we said earlier, the Makif is the Ratza. And when you have pleasure, then you're touching upon that inner point, which is the reason why God has the Makithim in the first place, and why He created the world. The Kol Zed. Now this whole Avaita of the Leviim is directed by who? Who is the underlying force that directs all the Leviim? So it says, it's all under Aaron. Aaron is in charge of the Leviim. What does it mean in our soul? That all these powers, whether it's Merari, when you're using your internal powers, whether it's the Kahas sorry the Bnei Gershin, that you're using your willpower whether it's the kahas that's even going into your pleasure element and finding and converting your pleasure for God and right, well, no matter which level it is why are you even involved in this why would a Jew even put through the bother and do all of this the answer is it's all under the domain of Aaron what's Aaron? Aaron is the deep love that every Jew has to Hashem Aaron is the high priest and the Chabal and the explains that Aaron is called um, Chesed um, Rav Chesed the level of abundant Chesed abundant love that every Jew has basically this is a genuine thing that every Yid has Be'etzan that a Yid wants to be close to Hashem once you have that hidden essential love then you can activate all these powers you have a reason to do it or else no um, there has to be there has to be a framework beneath it all that, that's calling for this and that's why all the Levites are under Aaron, and Aaron is the one who feeds us with that love. Um The Zohr calls Anim Shachakel Knesses Yisrael Ma Aaron Kahanar Rabba Shubchinas Avar That's the great love. Shuah Ma Shpia Pchena. And we know that Aaron is the one who kindles the menorah, which he lights that that fire inside of us. Shubchinas Avah BeKnesses Yisrael VU Avah Misseteresh Shabakol Echad VeEchad MiYisrael. That's the hidden love that's in every Yid. The Zohr Shuah Amar Nasseh Esroish Bnei it says an elevated head. Not by the Bnei Merari. We spoke about this earlier. We said, I will make you movers. the will I will make you As opposed to Merari, as he said before, his avoda is very fixed. That's Gershine. That's Gershain. Which taps into to the pleasure of God through Torah That's why by both of them it says nasiyas To be activating your kesser. That's the bnei Marari. By them it doesn't say elevator head. And this is why we traveled with the Leviyim in the Midbar. It's all going higher and higher and higher. Every time they journeyed, it was on elevation. It's 42 times of elevation, deeper and deeper into this union with God. 42 is because 42 is the name of God that is associated with elevation. In anabakayacht are 42 words. What does it mean? That in the place that they camped, they established the mishkan. they took it down. What does it mean? Each time they disassembled, it means they brought it up to a higher level. These are the 42 uh, travels. Of, of the 42 travels, each one is elevating it higher and higher. But why was it all in the desert? Because ultimately, even the highest worlds are considered a desert in front of God. And as long as a person knows that, then you can travel, you can have elevation. If a person thinks that, we're, that he's reached somewhere, he can't go anywhere. So one has to recognize that you're in a midbar. In this desolate wilderness of nothingness, because in front of God, everything is nothing. You're seeking to build the Mishkan and make a connection. If you think you attained something already, and you have a beautiful garden and whatever, and you're not in a midbar, you're not going anywhere. So it starts with being in the desert, and in that desert, you have you activate your Levites to bring you into this connection Tashem. They carry the Midbar. midbar and then he explains, And now we differentiate, he says, Really, the six days of the week is when you disassemble the Mishkan and you're traveling to go to a higher place through the avoda in this world. Shabbos is when the Mishkan is erected and you have that communion with Hashem. And you have that unification. So that's when the Levian put it up. Even though technically it wasn't like that they traveled in the week and they set up on Shabbos it doesn't say that in the Torah they could travel during sometimes they even traveled maybe on Shabbos I'm not sure but still in concept the six days of the week is the journey and the Shabbos you're journeying to a higher place and on Shabbos you set up your Mishkan and through deep prayer on Shabbos you can experience a deeper union with God this week like you never had before because you had a higher you moved your Mishkan to a higher place these were all the 42 travels and now there's one more very important component of the year and that is Isamar it says that it was who was in charge over the, this, this move the son of Aaron HaKohen his name is Isamar what does Isamar mean? So the Alter Rebbe comes up with an amazing idea. That Isamar comes from the word Itmar. In Gemara we always have the word Itmar. Itmar, it was said. Itmar means it was said. It comes from the word Amira. But instead of saying he said, it says Itmar, it was said. So what does that mean? Is when, is, oh, that, that really to connect to all these godliness and to be able to build your Mishkan, even if you're in a Midbar, you need the power of the Torah. Without that you're not going anywhere. And particularly the powers of the words of the Torah, the letters of the Torah. Just saying the words of Torah. They're very empowering. But when a person says Torah, be very careful not to put your ego inside of it. When you put your ego into the words that you're saying, then that covers the godliness of it. doesn't allow the godliness to come through. There's two types of speech. Usually when a person talks, every time they're talking, there's a little bit of self in it. I am saying this is my thought, this is my idea, I'm saying. But there's a different type of speech. Sometimes a person is learning something and you're very, very deep in thought. You're very deep in thought. And you don't even realize that you're saying certain, you're saying like a phrase. A couple of words just come like they go rolling off your tongue. And someone can hear you speaking, but you're not even speaking, you're not the speaker. It like spoke on its own. It said it on its own without you saying it usually those words have the deepest meaning because you're not like usually if you're going to say something you're stepping away from the depth of your understanding to say but if you're in the midst of a deep thought in the middle you're not even thinking you say words over here your words are basically plugged into the inside of your brain and your word, it's not it's not your mouth speaking it's the deepest point of your brain speaking it's when a, and that's the idea of itmar itmar is when a person learns Torah and he's saying words of Torah with such nullification to God that he, he forgets even that he's saying it. His mouth is just saying holy words. That connects you to Aaron. Isamar ben Aaron. Isamar is the son of Aaron, which is that, we said earlier, the great love, which that great love is the juice and the motivation and the fuel that gets your Bnei your levim your Levites working to build your Mishkan. Building your Mishkan involves all these parts. You have to use your internal powers. You have to use your willpower. Eventually, you'll get to your pleasure of your soul and convert that as well. And you'll have B'nai Kahas, B'nai and Bnei Merari. But you have to be under Aaron. And how do you get Aaron? You need to get Isamar, which Isamar means Itmar. So sometimes, just so a Yid starts. How do I start this whole project? I start this whole project. I say words of Torah. And I'm trying to, I'm saying it without ego, without self. We just say, say words of Torah. Say words of Torah, you're getting more connected with your Aaron, with your hidden love, because Isamar is a son of Aaron. When you have that, you'll, you'll feel, I want to be connected to Hashem. I want to have a Mishkan. Oh, how do I do that? I have to activate my Levites in me. Let's call in the various different groups of Levi to build my Mishkan. And when I have my Mishkan, I have the union with Hashem. So, o isamar, a combinations of letters of the Torah, she but it has to be read on its own it says in yiddish you're not speaking it's all being led through his summer canal so this is the mimer on the levium very 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 deep concepts and very 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 deep Profound ideas. Hopefully with Hashem's help, we were able to at least scratch the surface and learn a little bit of what he's saying here. Okay.